Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame to his game because he's always the same. That's me. Grumpy, your hair looks kind of all over the place today. What's going on, Grumpy? What the hell are you talking about? My hair looks great. Maybe it's getting a little, maybe you need to get a haircut. Maybe it's getting a little bushy on the sides. No, what are you talking about? It's nice, good, good shape. <laughs> um, for those of you who are new to the channel, welcome. This is a twice a week All Islanders podcast that takes place every single Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're new to the channel, do a few things for me. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you like the video, right? Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Right. If you enjoy the content, make sure you leave a thumbs up or like the video, whatever that stuff does. Apparently, it helps the algorithm. It helps get the Islanders Never Say Die podcast out to the masses. So um, and, you know, we also have one more piece of general housekeeping. We also have a um, twice a week all sports podcast called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. It takes place every single Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It can be found in the link in the description below or as a featured page here on our YouTube channel called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Go ahead, Grumpy. Uh, something else that everyone should do is make sure that they set their clocks 25 minutes uh, late. So this way it'll seem like 8 o'clock, but in actuality, it's probably 8.30. So just make that adjustment. You'll be all right. <sighs> grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. What can I say, Grump? Run a little late today. That's all right. Um, you know, you know, Grumpy. It's it's the you office. started off the year so good. It was your New Year's resolution. You're going to be on time, and you did stick to it for a for while. Like four yeah. months, four months, maybe three or four months. Yeah. And you, your New Year's resolution was not to watch TV. I think during the show, and that was not my New Year's resolution. <laughs> Absolutely was not. Maybe that was the one I picked for you. you well, yeah, but here's the thing: that's not the way that works. Party. That's not the way it works, by the way. You've not done a good job of holding true to that one. I've done really, really good. <laughs> Please stop. Um, but uh, we had no show this last Saturday. So um, first time in a, in a while, I guess. There have been a little bit of Islanders news that's actually dropped. Um, you know, Gar Snow. Uh, what are you doing this for, Grumpy? Well, I don't know. You uh, Did you happen to read the Gar Snow interview? No. I figured we'd do it on the show. What do you I like that. How the fuck did you not read the Garth Snow interview? Because I like fucking assignment. I think that the people want my reactions to be, you know, it's a long, it, it's a long interview. It's not a fucking play record interview, Grumpy. It's an article by the New York Post. It's not. Oh, fuck. so what is it like? Maybe five hundred words. Yeah. I know for somebody, five, somebody five, like you, five five hundred words. Are you kidding me? Five hundred words, Grumpy? Please stop. Come on. For somebody like you. It's 500 words. It'd probably take an hour and a half to read. But for somebody such as myself, it doesn't take that long. No, if you had even looked at the article, you'll see it's much longer than 500 words, Grumpy. But um, yes. Anyway, we'll go ahead and, I guess, talk about that. And Grumpy has done no preparation work. Good to see, per the usual. Um, so things never change. Um, I'm late. Grumpy does no prep work. Grumpy watches TV. Hey, we're keeping we're keeping the status quo. Um but uh, yeah, I guess today we'll talk about that. We'll I'll pick out some of the key important parts. We'll talk about the the broad overview of of Garth Snow and the interactions he had with um, Malkin, um, our ownership group. Um, does not paint them in a positive light. You know, we'll talk about 
may be the reason as to why this happened to be released around the time period it did and why this interview was, you know, public, uh, public, or, uh, public, or, um, why this interview was publicated around this time period. So we'll have a chance to discuss kind of our thoughts behind that. And I'll ask you thoughts on that too, Grumpy. Um, there have been some signings around the league. Yep, just like you would have expected. Alex Lafreniere signs back with the Rangers. Oh, the Rangers don't have enough cap space to make that work. Somehow they manage, right? They find a way to make it work. And oh, yeah, the Toronto Maple Leafs won't have enough money to sign back Austin Matthews. And now, now the narrative has shifted, saying, well, Austin Matthews only had a few more goals than Bo Horvat. And look at how much more he signed for every single year. Oh, I can't believe Islander fans are so pessimistic about the contract. It's just, it's just Lou Ron Hubbard and the Lamanites spinning their web of lies. If anyone tells you they would rather have Bo Horvat over Austin Matthews, I'd say that they're lying to you. But, or Austin Matthews is one. He's been a Hart Trophy winner, is he not? Multiple times, I believe. Well, I mean, I don't think he's been multiple time MVP, but I think he won it won it once. And I know that, you know, he scores a shitload of goals. I know he had the Henri uh, Richard uh, trophy for most goals scored in the season. But Horvat's never done that. Come on. Anyone who tells you that, they're lying. One heart trophy. Yeah, I love that, right? He's oh, like, oh, we're just going to cherry pick a one year where, where Austin Matthews only puts up 85 points in 74 games. Oh, man, look at this. It's, it's only still more 40 goals. Okay, but it's still more points than and goals than Bo Horvat has ever scored in a season. It's more points than Bo Horvat dreams of scoring or puts up in a, in a, in a year of uh, a simulated fantasy hockey game or simulated ESPN, like, or what do they call it, the NHL game. Grumpy, a, a, averaging a point a game. The last time the honor had a guy who averaged a point a game who played an entire season was Matt Barzal, his rookie season. That's the last time we've had a guy who's averaged a point a game. Yeah. Um, do we maybe see that change? Perhaps. Maybe not, though. You never know. Um, so I guess I'll pull up this article because I guess we'll start to digest some of that. Grumpy, good to see. Ill prepared. I really, I even told you, Grumpy, that maybe you want to read that article, man. God damn, Grumpy. Anyway, it's a long one. It was written by Ethan, Ethan Sears. Ethan Sears. That's a that's a little bit of a tongue twister. Um, big overview, right? Now he paints the picture of for many years ago, blah, blah, blah. He goes like he's like he's telling a story, right? As as all good journalists do, you tell a story. He talks and sets sets a time frame of what was happening around that time period, how things were with Wong, how things were with Malkin, all that type of stuff. Long story short, the the quote that I thought was the biggest bombshell, and I'm 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 kind of paraphrasing. Let me pull up the exact quote. He says he regarding Malkin was totally committed to resigning him, talking about John Tavares. I think the quote he said is, are you willing to drive the car? Or he said, I'm sorry, I think the quote I said to him is, are you willing to drive the car off the cliff if you go through a season and he gets to free agency? Are you comfortable with that? That's the bottom line. Or he was comfortable with that. That's the bottom line. I mean, so apparently the big the big riff on this was Gar Snow let our ownership group know and become aware that, hey, you know, there's a likelihood that maybe John Tavares doesn't sign back. Are you comfortable with holding him and having him play on this team, knowing that he might not sign back if he gets to free agency and they were comfortable with it? I guess, you know, my stance has always been the same. They tried to sign him to extensions 
numerous times. And he continually said that he didn't want to address it at this time. He didn't want to do it. They should have moved him. If ownership was that adamant that they wanted to keep him, that's on ownership, right? So Garth Snow, in essence, is saying that he wanted to move John Tavares, but ownership did not. That's long story short, correct? Yes. Why would Garth Snow be coming out and doing an interview now and certainly painting himself in a very favorable light, saying he wanted to do the right thing for the franchise and the ownership stopped him. So, and as a good soldier, he did what ownership said and he's kept his mouth shut for these last number of years while he was still getting paid. And why would he be coming out now? That's you the first my, thing I, you want, I think it's an easy answer. He was still getting, remember, he was still getting paid by the team. Right. And I yes. think this is really simple. He was getting paid by the team. And as you're still getting paid by the team, I'm sure there's stipulations in what they said when we kicked you upstairs. If you still want to get paid, you're not going to do this, 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 and this. But could you imagine how bad it would have made ownership look and our franchise look if as soon as he was kicked out or kicked out of the role or he was no longer the general manager of the team, he comes out and says, well, I wanted to trade guys so we like John Tavares. You see him, how he's not going to re-sign back? I warned him of this, and our ownership group wanted to hold on to him so we could make a postseason push, but we didn't even make the playoffs that year. We finished with a miserable year, and instead of selling off an asset, he wanted to do anything he could to keep him. So we got nothing back in return. Look at your owners. That's your reason. That's your that's your fault. And he probably has it written in his contract where he couldn't speak out. Because think about it. Garceno hasn't said a damn word at all. Not not word one about the Islanders. I want to say one going. thing. I mean, we've always said that Josh Bailey is the smartest island smartest Islander employee. It has not been Josh Bailey. It has been Garth Snow. Think about what Garth Snow has done over his career with the Islanders. He was a cashed goalie by the time he got to come to the Islanders. He talked with Charles Wong, and somehow he finagled himself into being GM for 10 years, comes in with a new ownership group, they shit can him, and he he had to know he was on the way out. He had to know he was on the way out at the end of the year. Sure. And But what has he done? He's played the good soldier. He's kept his mouth shut for five years while he still had contract, still in the contract getting paid by the Islanders. Now, all of a sudden, that contract is up. He needs to find a new job. So that's why he's coming out with this article. And people say, well, what's the appeal? You're throwing ownership under the bus. Well, he want, if he told ownership what they should do. Well, that's ownership, the only here one side of the story. But go ahead. Exactly. I'm just, and that's all I'm talking about. From his perspective, doing this article. Because here's the thing. Have the Islanders responded to this? Nope. They sent out a video of Coco the service dog and talked about how we're on the drive for five and Lou Lamarillo's won four cups before. Stuff like that. They're not denying it. Okay. So as long as this is out there and there's no response, I consider this. uh, This is the record of what actually happened. Or close to it. Right. That being said, if you're looking for a new job, some people can say, well, gosh, throwing ownership under the bus, that's not the way to get a job. Well, here's the thing, though. He's been a loyal soldier for five years. True, he was getting paid, but he kept his mouth shut. 
He what's the worst thing that Garth that Garth Snow that we rip him on all the time was his handling of John Tavares. Always. That's he needed to know he needed to go. That's a failure from Garth Snow. We've said it on the show a hundred times. He comes clean that he wanted to move him, and the only guy who didn't was Malkin wanted to keep him. So I think what hockey circle, how they look at it, and here's the thing: the hockey people know what actually happened. Okay. Correct. The minions, us out here in the in the ether, in the internet. We don't know the inner workings. The guys in the league actually know, actually, absolutely know what happens. So he comes out, and now he says, the worst thing that I did, that's not my fault. I was ordered to do that. It's smart by Garth, though. It really is. He's the smartest guy who was employed by the Islanders. And you look, you look back at that time period, too. Right. I'm sure you could say the same thing. Like, cause you know, uh, later on in the article, right. He, you know, cause he, here he comes out and he says, this is a direct quote. That decision by Scott Malkin was that we were not going to trade him under any circumstances. Um, he was totally committed to resigning him. I think the quote I, I had said is, um, are you willing to drive all, or drive the car off the cliff if you go through the season and get the free agency? He was comfortable with that. That's the bottom line. I absolutely now, believe he said that. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason for him to lie either. Not, not in that detail, there's not. And then he says, I feel so bad for Tavares. He gets trashed for something that wasn't his fault, Snow said. The Islanders could have traded him and um, if they wanted to, but the decision was made. So it's not his fault the Islanders didn't trade him. Now, let me ask you this. Does this make more sense? Let's let's play with Occam's razor. What makes more sense? That John Tavares was a lying piece of shit that knowingly for such a long time kept gaslighting Islander fans saying, I want to be here on Long Island, Long Island's home. Every time he was asked a question, I love here. I can't wait to re-sign back. We're so happy. But his wife took a job, a nursing job in Toronto, before the NHL season was over, knowing that they were moving to Toronto. And Gar Snow this entire time was talking about, hey, it's our number one priority of re-signing him back, blah, blah, blah. Does that sound like the likely scenario? Or does it sound like the scenario of ownership says, sign this guy back, we're going to do everything we can, right? Hey, John, you know, uh, we want to sign you back. Will you sign back? You know, we'll find out later on, but at least pretend or act like you're happy to be here. Garth Snow, we need to sign him back at all costs. And he had no intention on signing back. And it was an ownership. It was it was an edict by ownership to re-sign him back or to attempt to keep him to re-sign him back. Tell me that. Because it made no sense. None whatsoever. And like when we've looked at it, we've looked at it with hindsight, which is always 2020, we could say, why the hell would they hold on to this guy when it was known, it was known in the hockey circles that his wife took a job in Toronto or his fiance at the time period took a job in Toronto. Why the hell would you hold on to a guy like that? Your team was not making the postseason. You think she was just going to be like, I just was interviewing in Toronto and meeting in person up there just for shits and giggles. It, it, I think I think probably what Gar Snow is saying has some sort of truth to it. And yeah, you know I what it means? Agree. Ownership group is laughable. In that manner, they're fucking laughable. They claim to be so hands-off with the approach of hockey, and that's the exact opposite of what that is. 
Now, could Garth Snow just be strumming all of this bullshit up to try to earn himself another chance at a job? Absolutely, that's possible. But just as you had mentioned, Grumpy, in the hockey circles, they absolutely know what happened. Because here's the thing. If Garth Snow really was like, I want to trade him, but I can't, you think he's keeping his mouth shut and not saying a word like, I really want to trade John because he's probably not signing back, but these bozo owners won't let me do it. Or John and, and Scott won't let me go ahead and trade him or even entertain or listen to offers. What do you think is more likely? You know, if, 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 if he was actually thinking about trading him and was unhappy about not being able to trade him, the hockey community knows why come out and lie about something like this. And who was leaking stories to the press saying that John Tavares told, uh, you know, Islander management that he didn't want to be traded um, because he wanted to stay with the Islanders through the end of the year. I don't know. Somebody did. Who is it? Did they still think they could sign him? Maybe they did. I mean, that's when they took over as owners, wasn't it? That year? Yes. Was the year they took over? Maybe they thought they could talk him into signing an extension. I don't know. But to me, the handwriting was on the wall a long time before then. When he didn't take a contract extension two years before, one year before, and then the summer before, when the Islanders wanted to get him to sign a contract extension, to me, the writing's on the wall there. And Garth Snow knew it. He had to... These guys aren't, they're not stupid. You understand what I'm saying? You don't get to that position by being a total dunce. You just don't. And he knew. He knew. Uncle, and like, again, he does not speak very rosy of ownership group. Now, we've had our doubts, small doubts, about ownership. The Property Brothers, Goofy and Scott Malkin. You know, hey, I'm going to wave out there, ride the subway. Hey, I'm one of you guys. Let's go Islanders. Ledecky, right? Now, he said about a Scott Malkin, he said, there are things I'd recommend that got shot down. And then I chuckled when Lamarillo got hired. And, well, they're going to do things that I recommended. So I, I wonder you. what that is. Now, he's very vague with that, right? Yeah. But I wonder what maybe he was recommending that he got shot down and then they changed things when. Now, things like that happen, right? Or it's like uh, we're just playing at the end of this guy, and we're bringing somebody new in and changing the complete. We're we're changing the complete. The, we're changing the complete culture. We're changing everything from start to finish. Now, here's the thing: I think they had to fire Gar Snow. Period. Yeah, you needed to change the image of the team. That couldn't be done by keeping Gar Snow there. Sorry, Garth, you're just a a casualty of 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 you know the brand that was the shitty Islanders at that time period. You had to be fired. Sorry, man. I don't have an issue with that. I have an issue with man, oh man, if this stuff has any sort of truth and carries any sort of water, our ownership group knew about John Tavares not wanting to resign and held on to him. They're the fault. Remember, how I've always talked about how John was such a selfish piece of shit for knowing the entire time he wasn't going to sign back and lying and gaslighting. Oh, I want to be here. I want to be the captain. I wanted to be with the team. I wanted to sign back here where we could have traded him and got assets and we weren't and we didn't do that. Well, now it looks like maybe ownership holds some of the maybe ownership holds some of the bear. Maybe ownership holds some of the fault. I I mean, when you look at John Tavares, does he really look like a guy who's going to come out and lie to you? I no, I just not. that's why I was I, so shocked never, when he did it. I've never gotten that feeling from him, honestly. I just think he's he's just a guy who just wants to play hockey. I mean, 
That that's the way I feel about it. I I never had any animosity towards him ever. It was his choice to leave as a free agent. My issue was if he came out and actually said, you know, I want to I want to stay here for the rest of the season as opposed to being traded. Well, if ownership didn't want to trade him, it didn't matter anyway. That didn't matter anyway. Correct. Garth Snow's job was to move John Tavares and get as many assets as you could. That's his job. Every GM, unless you're on a team that's a real contender for a cup, any time a guy comes up as UFA, it's your job to move him at the deadline. Especially if they're not signing back. <laughs> right. And even if any Ham and Egger, you don't need guys like that. Anybody who could bring you assets for somebody who's going to potentially be leaving at the end of the season, you move them so that you have something in your hand as opposed to nothing. And that was the biggest nothing in the Islanders' history, losing John Tavares. I mean, there's no other way to say it, right? Yep. I mean, it's just, for me, it's just, I just find it interesting. Garth Snow waited all his time. His contract, click, midnight. Okay, I'm going to contact somebody and talk to him. You notice who he didn't talk to? Didn't talk to Andrew Gross. Didn't talk to any of the normal beat guys. Talked to Ethan Sears, young kid who's just come on the scene the last year or two. So nobody who's been there a long time. Interesting. Interesting indeed. I'm I, I'm interested to hear kind of it's it doesn't paint an ownership group in a positive. You know my opinion on the ownership group. I don't think the ownership group is really serious about winning if they re-sign back Lou Lamarillo. I don't think they're serious about the long-term success of this team. Guess what? This falls right along the same exact fucking path. If they were serious about the long-term success of the team and knew John Tavares had no intention on signing back but said, keep him, maybe we could convince him to stay here and make a push for a cup. You essentially said, I don't want maybe two first-round picks in a second. Right? Because that's realistically what you probably would have got for John Tavares at that deadline. Right? Two firsts in a second. The guy at that time period was, I'd say, a top probably a top five, top 10 center in the league. And or he's a guy forward. Or a William Nylander at the time. A piece period that could have really been able to build around. Nothing. We walked away empty-handed because of short, short-sighted gluttony. By maybe, perhaps. maybe that explains why the following year they offered such a ridiculous contract to Anders Lee and to Brock Nelson and to Jordan Eberle. And I'm not just, saying that Nelson, I'm not saying Nelson didn't pan out, but at the time, man, that was a huge deal. A six-year contract for Brock Nelson. That's that I was like, a big I contract. Like Brock, I, that was a that was that was a big, big reach of faith there, but it panned out the Brock Nelson one. Absolutely. That's that's what I mean. You're I mean, you you really took a leap of faith with Brock Nelson. You overpaid for too much term. I thought every deal was too long. I thought actually the best of those deals was Jordan Eberly. Because of the way that he had uh, the way that he had chemistry with Matt Barzal, sure. That's why I thought the Everly deal five years, five and a half per. Okay, a little long for a guy who's a little bit older, but okay because of chemistry with Barzal. Nelson's deal, uh, I didn't think was great. Six years. I mean, he was not fantastic with the Islanders back then. He was very, very streaky. That has worked out absolutely to the Islanders' benefit for certain. Sure. I was wrong on that one. Anders Lee. Anyone with anyone with eyes could be able to tell that that deal was going to be terrible. And it was from day one. He'd never scored more than 28 goals since seven years, seven million per for a guy who's 29 years old, going to be 36 when his deal expires. And he's cashed. I mean, 
But is that from ownership? Tell Lamarillo, you got to keep these guys. Uh, we see we need, to, we need you to stay competitive. Right. And we don't we don't want to lose more free agents. It makes us look bad. Who knows? I don't know. But it's interesting. It's interesting. They lost out on Tavares and they offered him a huge deal. Absolutely, they like did. 10 million a year. They offered him exactly what everybody else was willing to offer him. For if not, maybe year. a little bit more. Yeah, yep. for the extra year, too. It was a seven or eight year deal they offered him at 10 million per. He took less money to go to Toronto. And then the following year, they lose out on Panarin. And so what's what's the reaction? Hey, we got to sign Anders Lee back. Those are the worst kind of moves you ever make. Are ones like, oh shit, we didn't get who we want. Let's overpay to keep what we had. Those are always mistakes. Always. They did the same, and not not Malkin and Ledecky, but previously under the previous ownership group, when they lost Nielsen and uh Oscar Poso. Poso, all those guys, sure. And it was a total reactionary signing for Andrew Ladd. I mean, those are the worst kind of moves you can make. Sometimes it's better just, okay, we didn't get what we want. That's why you always have to plan, have a plan A, B, and C. And I don't think these guys do. I don't think there is any plan but the one that they have. Okay, this is what's going to happen. I mean, maybe that's why we don't do anything in the offseason. Just resign your own guys. No, because I think that's a whole that's a, that's a Lou thing. I think Lou – now, here's the thing. I think the team – right, for the thing – the problem I do have – is how the fucking ownership group tries to paint themselves and they're the exact opposite. That's the problem I have. They try to paint themselves as such of these laissez-faire, hands-off individuals when you're getting edict and direct orders, do not trade John Tavares. Motherfucker, you just tell us in one breath that you are not hands-on in the hockey operations. Oh, well, this time it was different. Garth Snow just didn't know what he was doing. Really? Now, here's the thing. Garth, I think, was a mm, eh, general manager. He wasn't great, right? But looking back on his time and tenure, you could say towards the end, well, he did hit on a lot of those draft picks. He missed on a shit ton at the beginning, okay. but just like you, you, as you would expect, you know, you have enough kicks at the can, you're eventually going to find some diamonds. Now, here's the thing. He was never given a real budget to work with. Hmm. He could never oh. find himself a legitimate No coach. budget. He was given no budget to work with. Yeah, he, I mean, like, so... Yeah, were the things that I think maybe could have negatively impacted Garth and we never know what he could have been? Sure. Do I think he was the next, you know, what was he, the greatest general manager since sliced bread? Absolutely not. I'm not saying that, but like this, this does make a lot more sense now. And like the feeling I've always had with ownership and I've been con continuing to grow towards, continuing to grow towards is they're freaking, I think it's a property grab. I do. I really do. Uh, they want to be profitable. They want to flip it. They want to sell the team one time sooner rather than later, which would explain why, hey, we got to be an immediate competitor, right? This this backs up the thought process of need to be an immediate competitor. That's why we need to hold on to John Tavares. If John Tavares is here, even though our team sucked ass under Doug Waite, well, we can be an immediate competitor. And that's and let me ask you this. Who do you think they're getting this, this thought process from? I guarantee you people are in there. Tell them about shit like that. Oh, if you do this, if you bring me on as a general manager, this, this, and this, and happen. Couldn't you see the old fucking Lou Ron Hubbard doing some shit like that? It was an open secret that Lou Lamarillo was getting the GM job yep. at the tail end of the season. It was an open secret. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone knew it. And Barry Trotz was coming after the uh, Stanley Cup. 
he was because everyone knew Washington did not want Barry Trotz back. And, and we were going to throw a shit ton of money at him. And which is what we did. Yep. And here's the thing. Uh, if you look at the totality of what the GMs have done, Garth Snow has done a better job than Lou Lamarillo. Here's one thing that Lou Lamarillo did that Garth Snow was never going to get done. That was signing Ilya Sorokin. Without Garth, without Lou Lamarillo, we don't sign Ilya Sorokin. Yes. Garth Snow had turned off Sorokin's uh, agents, whatever, uh, his group, and he was never going to sign for the Islanders. It wasn't until Lamarillo comes in that that gets signed. But I think if you look at the totality of the efforts, do you think that Garth Snow would have traded Devon Taves for two second-round picks? Absolutely. I guarantee you he wouldn't because he was always being cost-conscious all the time. He had to under Charles Wong's leadership. Had to. Do you think he would have re-signed Anders Lee? Absolutely (laughs) Absolutely not. No. I mean, Brock Nelson, he might be gone too. But that was one thing. Garth was really good at bringing in younger guys, developing guys. And, you know, it helps when you're picking in the bottom 10 all the time. But younger teams all the time. Younger guys, younger guys. The core of this team are still guys drafted by Garth Snow. And Lou Lamarillo's been there for five years. Over 60, 65 or 66%, over two-thirds of the team, essentially, if not a little more, are all Garth Snow guys. Has... Lou Lamarillo put his stamp on this team. He brought in Matty Martz. He brought in Jean-Gabriel Pajot and Bo Horvat. Okay, but look at how much money those guys are getting paid for their production. Right? It's about how much how much bang you're getting for your buck. Our defense core is essentially the exact same under Gar Snow, minus or added or changed there of Romanoff. Same exact, right? No Dobson, well, Garth Snow. He Dobson. was drafted under Garth. He was drafted under the Jar- Garth Snow. Yes. A, a Garth Snow scouting staff when Lou Lamarillo came in f- two or three days before the draft, whatever it was. Aho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sebastian Aho was drafted by Garth Snow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Adam Pellix. Same thing with Ryan Bullock. Same thing with Scott Mayfield. I mean, the Islanders under Charles Wong were always working on a shoestring budget. Always. Garth Snow needed to go. You're not yeah. going to see me make any case saying, wow, I wish we would have kept Garth Snow after this time period because, wow, he's just been painted as a... I will I will say this. He, he got a lot of shit for probably stuff that was not his fault that it seems like now maybe ownership. Two shitty ownership groups has screwed him over. But he never would have been, I think, he never would have been able to change the reputation of the owners, which was the most important thing that needed yes. to be done at that time period. Lou Lamarillo did that. In one year, no other general manager. I don't believe any other general manager could have done that as quickly as, as much as I think Lou Lamarillo does things terribly wrong at times. No other general manager could have brought legitimacy to the Islanders in one year like Lou Lamarillo did. No okay. other general manager would have brought Ilya Sorokin, the white whale over the first year after inheriting a laughing stock of a franchise. No other general manager would have been able to bring over Barry Trotz, a very well-respected Hall of Fame caliber NHL coach to a laughing stock of a franchise. Lou Lamarillo did every single one of those things, right? So he deserves right a cheer, a little bit of a cheer for that. Absolutely he does. Now, it just it's weird though. That the plane that we used to place on Garth Snow doesn't go on Garth Snow as much anymore. I don't think it's as clear as that. 
I think ownership deserves a little bit more of that blame. Should should Garth Snow just have sold John Tavares? What you know, in direct contradiction of what ownership wanted? Maybe they that's wouldn't have signed way. off on it. Yeah, that's a at good one. At the at the <laughs> end of the day, ownership has final say on everything. I mean, GM could say he wants to do this, but at the end of the day, there's one there's one person's at the top. It's not the GM, it's the ownership. And if they really wanted to keep even if they had a deal work out, no, we're not, we're not moving him. They could have come out and said that. How often do you see deals fall apart at the 11th hour? Yep. And it's like, why do these deals fall apart? Maybe ownership says no. Maybe, you know, who knows? But if they said, if they, if Malkin came out and said to him, yeah, we're not trading him under any circumstances, well, what's Snow to do? He probably thought he could still keep his job at that point in time. Yes. But after the deadline, it was pretty obvious. And then the Islanders went in the tank. It was pretty obvious that he wasn't going to keep his job. I mean, and understandably so. And here's the thing. We have no problem with Lou Lamarillo when he was GM to start. But I think as the years have gone on, you've seen that he's a one-trick pony. And those times are done in the NHL. They're just done. He served his purpose. And now it's time to move on. And now it's another poor decision by ownership to keep a guy like this who is negatively impacting your franchise every single day that he remains in charge. Every day. He negatively impacts. Negatively impacts the franchise currently and the future. All for trying to reach after something that has we have no possibility for. None. I, I should have asked you this before, but how many playoff series have the Islanders won in the last 30 years? They've had three general managers, three. Milbury, I'm not even going to count Neil Smith because that was 40 days before <laughs> Garth Snow took over. So that's, so, but I mean, you had Milbury, Snow, and Lamarillo. How many playoff series have we won? I'm going to say not many. I mean, five. We've won the most under Lou Lamarillo. There's no doubt about that, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. You've had the most postseason success under Lou Lamarillo. No doubt about that. Lou didn't build the team. No. Lou didn't no these are none of his guys. He has not put his stamp on the team. If you're saying trading for Bo Horvat, trading for J.G. Pajot, trading for Pierre Engvall, trading for Kyle Palmieri, if that's putting your stamp on the team, you haven't put your stamp on the team. He brought in a top-line center, Bo Horvat. He brought in the second on a good line. Team, on, a good team, he's, on a good team, he's a second-line guy. And even on a bad team like Vancouver, he's a second-liner. But on the Islanders, he's a first-line guy. But on a really but on a, yeah, with a team that doesn't have great offensive talent, he's a first-liner. But on Vancouver, he plays second-line. But we're, we're, he's a first-line center for us because we don't have any forward. Yeah, well, Pedersen, Pedersen's a true talent. Yeah, That's absolutely. Why. Pedersen's miles better than Bo Horvat. And if, if Matt Barzell was a true playing the center position, Bo Horvat would be second line. Sure, sure. Well, Horvat's not better be. than Matt Barzell. Absolutely. Not. But they want to play him on the same line. That's how you make that trade. So they brought in a first-line center. He brought in, if you want to call it, a second-line right wing under Pierre Engvall. Even though he's played mostly third line. They brought in third line. Kyle Palmer, or is Kyle Palmer on the second line now? He's on the yeah, second Kyle line. Kyle Palmer is on the second line now. So Engvall, I'm sorry, Engvall plays he, left wing and right. They brought two left, two second line wingers in. 
but they played mostly on the third line. Yeah, I, I, like they call it right. The Brock Nelson, they they caught lightning in a bottle. Let's just say so we'll see six. how we'll see we'll see how well that works after the fifteen games that they played super well or eleven games that they played well. Let's see if that carries over into this year. Let's just say two middle six wingers, three two middle six wingers. Um, uh, so you brought in three middle sixers. You brought in Jean Gabriel Pajot, one middle six forward, two middle six wingers, first line center, and Matt Martin. And then a bottom line defensive partner in Alexander Romanoff. That's it. Six years. Bottom defense pairing, three middle six forwards, top line center. Okay. He's, you know, he's done things to help the team out, but it's like at this point, continuing to leave him here, I think is just, it's neglectful by our ownership group and it's another massive mistake. Maybe they should stay a lot more out of fucking hockey operations than they claim to be. Well, maybe they're doing that now, and this is what has gotten us, Lou Lamarillo. I, mean, I think Lou Lamarillo was probably whispering in their ears, "This is what you need to do. This is what I do." If I here's the thing, Lou is a he's Beaky the Buzzard, a fucking rat. They say that the nicest way. He's a guy who's a survivor. He just is. They kicked his ass upstairs. He probably hated that in Toronto. He was ready to fucking leave and get back into a position of power. Oh, great. They've got an ownership group in New York who's looking to spend some money, who's looking to go ahead and move the arena from Barclays over to this new Belmont spot. Oh, man. Wow. They're going to be putting a lot of money in. They're going to be wanting to be putting a successful product on the ice. They have a joke of a general manager in Garth Snow there right now. Let me go ahead and give them a call. See if they've got it was known that that Lou Lamarillo, the master of secrets, everything's so secret. It was known, well-known secret that he was taken over as the general manager before Garth was even fired. Oh, yeah, Lou Lamarillo. I'm like, uh, how do we know Lou Lamarillo is going to be the guy? Garth Snow is still employed. No, Lou Lamarillo is going to be your general manager this year. Trust me, he's he was in their ear all year round. He was in their year at the deadline. He was in there. I wonder how many of these pre-decisions they made were based off of Lou's counsel. And I find it just that article that we just went over. I find it really uh, Garth Snow has been bottling this shit up for a long, long, long time. Yep. Like I said, anyone who leaves the Islanders employee never gets hired again anywhere. If you think about it, they never get hired anywhere again. Yep. That's the way that's the way the team is viewed around the league. I hate to say it, but that's what we talked last week with Nicole, and she mentioned how Islander players, uh, players around the league, do not want to go play for the New York Islanders. Yep, that's a problem. They not like Lou Lamarillo specifically. Not a fan. I think Lou is discern that information the way you want it to, and it's not just one player either. So I, discern that information the way you want to. I think that. Lou is just out of touch with the modern athlete. Uh, it just, it's just that plain and simple. You could get away with some of the stuff that he does now. Back in the olden days, you can't get away with it now. No. It's just, why do you think he goes with old guys who are older? Or guys who are your, a Pierre Engvall, who's like on a good team? And here's the thing. I'm saying on contending teams, Pierre Engvall is a third liner. Same thing with Kyle Palmieri. Kyle Palmieri, third liner. Jean-Gabriel third liner. Bo Horvat, yeah. second liner. That's right. So on this team, maybe they're a little bit they're better because we have no talent. 
But you look at those guys and perhaps, hey, you're going to get more of a shot here. And it's like once they get here, they want to sign extensions. Why? Because they're not going to get the playing time anywhere else because their talent doesn't dictate it. So they're not going to get the playing time and they're not going to get the money anywhere else in the league than they're going to get here because we don't have any talent. All right, let's 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 move on here, Grumpy, because we're going to move from this point. We're going to talk about some craziness that Phil Schizoy's fact put up here. Oh. You know, uh, yes, I know, I know, Grumpy. Um, and then we're going to get to read the ads and get in some comments here. Um, oh shit, ladies and gents, we are having. Let me remove this. This Sunday, we're having a fantasy football draft for the Islanders League. So if you're interested. And joining the Fantasy Football League, it's going to be on ESPN. It's going to be a free league. There's going to be no entry fee, just a free fun league for fantasy football from people who like the New York Islanders. I guess even if you don't like the New York Islanders, I guess you're still invited. But it's going to be a free league through ESPN that we can go ahead and have a fantasy football draft. We're going to have that on Sunday evening at 8 p.m. We'll have that draft. It will be during the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show. And Grumpy and I will live stream it. So that will be fun. But if you are Sun interested, X also Sun X has a team also. If you're interested, I need you to do one thing. I need you to email me and I'll pop up the email on screen so you could see that here. You need to email me if you are interested. It is at islandersfansunited at gmail.com. So if you are interested in joining this league, I need you to email me. At this email address, islandersfansunited at gmail.com. That's where I need you to email me if you're interested in that league. Um, We'll have the draft on Sunday at 8 p.m. I'm going to start sending out invitations, creating the league. So we'll have this. And I'll pop this up for a large portion of the show just so you'll have it um, for those who tune in late. Um, But, yes, fantasy football draft. Man, I only mentioned that 45 minutes in. I totally got derailed with the Garth Snow stuff. This is what Phil's fiction put up here. He's like, oh, man, can you, TJ, can you at least go ahead and talk about how fantastic of an offseason that our boy Lou Ron Hubbard has had? Look at this. Now, what I think is important to mention, this is from a site, evolvinghockey.com. So I'm sure, Phil right? Just, it's, Phil just did it himself. He must be writing. That's his full-time gig, his writing for evolvinghockey.com. And I'm going to put this up so it's easier to zoom in on. Um, now this is what it shows the average contract value added per team, the projected cap hit against the actual cap hit. That's how it determines, right? So every player has a, a contract value. Every player has value, intrinsic value, whether they measure that from how many goals they score, what their coursey numbers look like, what their analytics numbers look like. I don't know. I don't care. So they add up what the value of all these players are, and then they determine what the projected cap hit should be versus what the actual cap hit should be. And you'll see, oh, wow, the Islanders are at top spot. They've added the most value for the amount of money that they've given up. Look at how great that is, Grumpy. Look at this. The Islanders have added the most value for the most, you know, for the least amount of money. Isn't that great? Well, what this miserable graph doesn't entail and include is ah what's the impact of how much term that was given in these contracts sure you're gonna have less of a cap hit if you give everybody a seven-year contract i don't think anybody's complaining 
that Varlamov's getting paid two point whatever two point two five if it was on a one year deal. But the fact that he's getting a four year deal, I don't think anybody's complaining that Scott Mayfield signed back for what two and a half million, three million, three point five million a year, three point five million. If that was on a one year or two year deal, I wouldn't be upset with it. I'm upset that it's a seven year deal. And these stupid, silly shit that, that feels... And people are eating this shit up, Grumpy. Oh, man, low! look how great okay, the Islanders okay, are doing this okay, offseason. Okay. At the end of the season, when we don't make the playoffs, Phil can put all this shit up here he wants. He's only... You know what? He's wrong every single year. He's always wrong. He's wrong all the time. You want to know who's right? This show is always right. I don't care what bullshit he puts up there on the screen. It doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. At the end of the day... We did nothing this offseason. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. We All we did was bring back the same cast of characters, and we lost arguably or probably one of our top five forwards in Zach Parise. We lost him, not getting replaced, Oliver Wallstrom. I, like I said, all that is bullshit. All I look at is the talent on the ice, the fact how we mismanaged the cap. That's all I know. You could say whatever you want. I'll be, oh, we're losing Josh Bailey. That's a big addition. By Josh Bailey wasn't playing at the end of the year. He was not playing at the end of the year. He was a healthy scratch down the stretch. That's where Josh Bailey was on the freaking bench where he deserved to be. In the playoffs, did Josh Bailey play? Did he cost the Islanders? Nope. But the Islanders weren't even good enough to beat a team with missing three top six forwards and a backup goaltender. Got beaten six. Honestly, should have been five. Should have lost in five. Gentleman sweep. Sorokin played out his ass in game five. Auntie Ranta let three, four goals go right through his body. Everyone just, let's just, let's just ignore that. Let's say Sorokin gave a weak goal, but, and Phil's argument has always been, well, but we expect Ranta to do that. But it doesn't matter what you expect. If he's letting goals go in through his body, that guy sucks. There was a couple of fluky bounces against Sorokin. That cost the Islanders. Islanders aren't good enough to beat Carolina. I don't know how many more times I have to say it. If we ever play Carolina, we're losing to Carolina. It, it's just that plain and simple. Guess who else we're going to be losing to? Even with that shitty Tristan Jari, we're going to lose to Pittsburgh because they got Eric Carlson, who's better than any defenseman on your team. He's better than any defenseman on the Islander team by a, a, by a mile, country mile. And he's not even their best defenseman. Latang's probably best overall. Pittsburgh's better than we are. They missed the playoffs by a point. They missed the playoffs by a point. We qualified by two points. We bring back the same cast of characters. Other teams have improved. You think Florida's going to be scraping for the playoffs next year? No, they will not. They had their transition year last year, getting used to Matt Kachuk. That They will make the playoffs next year. Pittsburgh is going to make the playoffs next year. I guarantee it. Pittsburgh makes the playoffs. You think the Rangers are taking a step back? We listened to Phil early in the year. Who's he talking about? The Rangers never going to be able to sign all these guys. No way. No way they could sign anybody back. And I told him, I said, they're going to sign everybody back. They're not going to lose anyone that matters. Well, they lose Tarasenko and Kane. They played like shit for the Rangers. No loss. You let them go. Just because you trade for a guy doesn't mean you have to re-sign him. So okay, they'll never be able to sign uh, Keandre Miller or uh, Alex Lafreniere. How they they can't afford to do it. They got them both done. No problem there. Yeah. So what do they do? 
They go pick up Blake Wheeler. Tell me Blake Wheeler wouldn't be one of the top three wingers on this freaking team from but, day one, even but, at his advanced age. Blake Wheeler at any $800,000 contract is just certifiably bad, grumpy. And the goaltending, oh, now they got to bring a new goaltender. That's going to cost $800,000 for Jonathan Quick. Is Jonathan Quick the same guy that he was 10 years ago? Nope, sure enough not. But you know what? He's good enough to play you 20 games a year. And that's all you need him from when you got to start in that. 800,000 for 20 games. What do we do for a guy who's going to play 20 games a year at 35 years old, who's also finished? Give him four years, 3.75 million. Just asinine. I mean, these are the type of calamitous blunders that he makes year after year. A year and a half ago, I said, okay, the team can start their rebuild in two years because everyone was coming off the books. This stupid old bastard just signs everybody back long-term deals for, I mean, oh, look at the value we get from Mayfield, this and that. He wouldn't have signed for anything. The expected cap hit. It's like, you want to know what? Here's the thing. You're going to be singing a different tune three years from now when Scott Mayfield can't skate at all anymore. When the value continues to drop because these players are depreciable assets, but you're still paying them the same exact amount over a seven-year time frame. If if, If a guy won't take a contract with you, for three years, just move on. There are a thousand. Kyle Clifton would have been a better addition at his contract than sure. what Scott Mayfield got. Sure. Two-year commitment for Connor Clifton, I believe it was, for Buffalo. Yep. I'd much rather have somebody like that. How about seven years for Scott Mayfield? It's like sign, It's like Columbus signing uh, Severson from uh, Columbus, seven years. It's just dumb. It's dumb. And here's the thing. We call it out for dumb here. I mean, from Severson from the Devils. Right. Everyone. And here's the thing. Severson is better, way better than than Scott Mayfield. And I love Scott Mayfield. But you hear everyone, oh, man, that Severson's contract is terrible. Well, if that one's terrible, how come the Mayfield one isn't terrible? Why? Because you're a laundry laundry fan? You just root for the laundry? Because that's what it is. It's because it's the Islanders and they can do no wrong. Well, you know, I know what the Islanders don't do. They don't win anything. That much I that you, you know how you can tell that? Look on the internet every day, see where they are in the standings. See the last time they won a Stanley Cup. See when that is. I mean, they didn't even have the internet the last time they won a Stanley Cup. It wasn't even in somebody's mind to have an internet back in 1983. Did they have brick cell phones at that point, Crumpy? They didn't even have cell phones in 1983. Oh fuck. Damn. Did they have caller ID back in 1983, Grumpy? Pagers. Wow. <laughs> so when somebody called, you weren't able to see who was calling. They didn't say like, hey, this you is call the a number. It comes, oh, this is the number that called you. Then you have to go to a pay phone and call them. Boop, 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 boop. That's how it worked back in the day. Wow. Were they on DVDs yet at that point, Grumpy, or still VHS? Or was that, was that, eight, what was that? What were they on, Grumpy? How were they watching? Let's just how, since how long it was since we last won, Grumpy. What were they? They the well before DVDs. Well before was it before VHS? No, VHS was out at that time, I believe. That was probably the cutting edge. Betamax, Betamax was still out too. Okay, I was about to say that maybe it was okay. VHS is probably cutting technology at that point. That was wow. the new one. Betamax was. I always thought Betamax was better than VHS, but I mean they were smaller discs but they were only four and a half hours recording time where VHS was six. So that's why VHS went out. Huh. 
Um, we do have ads today to read, and we're going to jump in some comments here. Um, we'll try to get through the comments as quick as we can here. Uh, try not to make three-hour podcasts during the offseason. Um, but today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code THPN at bet $5 and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, if you, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of the Boot, uh, Boot Hill Casino and Resorts. In West Virginia, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games are regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Play, please play responsibly. In partnership of the Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut, Help is available. If you have a gambling problem, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 or older in most eligible states, but uh, ages vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost eligible, or one boost per eligible game. Uh, opt-in is required. A maximum bet of $50. or 10-plus legs are required for 100-plus boost. Um and eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply. Terms um, at sports or sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Also, we have an ad today to read from Raycon. Raycon! Raycon's back and better than ever, Grumpy. Um, uh, so uh, we got Raycon. Um, even if you're going on vacation this summer, you know, it's all about, even if you're not going on vacation this summer, I'm sorry, it's all about that summer vacation-y type of mindset, right? Um, and whether you listen to, you know, hey, you know, Green Day, what do people listen to? I don't, I couldn't even tell you who the hell the modern martyr star will be. Maybe it's like, uh, is Kid Cudi still popular and like... Um, Oh, I don't even know who the popular artists are, Grumpy. You can listen to your ACDC. You could rock out like Grumpy on his ACDC yeah. shirt there. Uh, no matter how you listen to it on repeat, um, you know, you just need, or even if you just need to retreat inside your own head for a bit, you know, I, Grumpy and I love creating our own summer soundtracks by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. Um, there's so much going on all summer and sometimes you know you just need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm with some guided meditation sometimes you need to get a rock out at the gym and hit some prs there grumpy you need to have the music blasting you maybe need to be listening to the podcast to relax who knows let me tell you right now raycon is the best way to listen they use the earbud tap functionality to toggle between three custom customizable sound profiles, noise isolation and awareness mode. Raycons have 32 hours of battery life, including eight hours of playtime. So you can listen to what you want when you want for a really long time period. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit um, and start at just half the price of other premium audio brands. But they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, uh, Islanders podcast or Islanders Never Say Die podcast listeners and get 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. Again, that's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on your Raycon order. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Okay, got that there, Grumpy. I'm going to post back up 
just a reminder, friendly reminder. We're having a fantasy football league drafting this Sunday. We're going to go live during the broadcast or live during the draft. That will be a lot of fun. So uh, make sure you give that a check out. If you're interested, email us, email us, email us, and we'll make sure that you get the invitation. Freedom Fun and Adventure says here, no way TJ is going to be early. Rock on, TJ. And that was obviously sarcasm because I was late today. Sadly, Lou still has a job. Frank K says, you're right. Scott says, hey, guys, what's up, Scott? And it's not early. Drew says here, Snow made an ass out of himself by blaming the ownership entirely for Tavares leaving no accountability on his part of Tavares leaving. It seems to be the theme over the last 40 years. No accountability. Grumpy, what do you think about that? Uh, I haven't heard Islanders, anyone in the Islanders hierarchy coming out and denying it. I feel like if there was like, this was just somebody who was just like, what the hell type of bullshit lies is he putting out there? Trust me. Somebody that this organization who cares so fucking much about their public image, who won't let somebody ask Lou Ron Hubbard a question that even looks at him the wrong way. Like, hey, do you think maybe we should have traded our backup goalie at the deadline uh, and gotten some assets back in return? They wanted to go ahead and punch him across the room. Andrew Gross at that point. There's no way in hell our organization, the way our public or our our, our um, media staff works, would let some shit like that go without having response back. That one line in that story, and let's be honest, it's a self-serving story for Garth Snow because he wants to get another job in the NHL. Let's, yes. let's just be honest. He was smart enough to mind his P's and Q's for five years while he was still under contract to the Islanders. He didn't cause, he didn't ruffle any feathers, yep. didn't cause any hubbub. He kept collecting his paychecks. That one quote where he said, you know, are you willing to drive this off the cliff? It's too direct for him not to have said it just like that. There's certain things that you say to people that you remember. I know myself, if there's something, and you remember that for the rest of your life because it has that much an impact on you. And that absolutely rings true for Garth Snow. And then the other statement where he says, you know, I was telling him things to do and they didn't want to do it. And then Lamarillo comes in and they do the things I told him to do. That I believe also. Absolutely, I believe that also. I'm not, once again, I'm not saying Garth Snow is the greatest GM in the world, but what I will say is, and we he needed we needed to move on from him, without a doubt. But he comes off much better when you see some of the back channel stuff. That's all I'm gonna say. I think so too. I absolutely think so. And again, you're right. You put it, you put it there so aptly. It is completely a self-serving story to where he tries to paint himself in the best possible image and light. Absolutely. Right, saying anything else would be disingenuous. Right, it but some things, some things absolutely ring true. There's definitely truths in that story, though. Mm -hmm. That's, that's I mean, that's about as... And that's once about again, as, you don't hear him coming out and any, any saying, nope, that didn't happen, or Garth remembered it wrong, or anything. You don't hear anything. This sounds like a disgruntled ex-general manager, and I'm not sure why he's choosing now to speak out against the team when all we did, you know, he's had his... They would say something back in return. Absolutely. We'll just agree to disagree with what Garth said. Something. Nothing. 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 Goddamn word. Their silence tells you all you need to know. Their silence is deafening. Oh, there you go. It is. You know what it Look is. Look at TJ whipping something out of the old cliche book. The silence is deafening, grumpy. 
Oh man, oh man. Um, let's get back to your more comments. Um, so I uh, got a comment here from Freedom Front Adventure says Grumpy and TJ give an honest effort here. The Islanders fail this year. Lewis terminated. Martin Clutterbuck not resigned. How do the Islanders really become competitive again? Um, uh, it's ahead, not. So here's ahead. the thing. It's that's not happening, right? If you want me to realistically take a look at ha- what could happen, right? I'm trying to put my realistic cap on. I think that this ownership group loves Lou Lamarillo. They're they're infantile. They just have some sort of infantilation over him. They just do. Couldn't tell you the reason as to why. He sold them on a wet dream or he sold them on a possibility of doing something and it's just not coming to fruition, won't come to fruition. To try to uproot all of the work Lou Lamarillo has put in to trying to make this team a competitor for now is going to be catastrophic. It just is. It, the only way that this team can get better in the rebuild were by saying every single time we have a contract coming up and expiring, we're selling that piece at the deadline and just getting back assets back in return to use for draft pieces. That's it. And every year we're just drafting and maybe making a shrewd signing in the offseason. But we have so many of these contracts that are five and six years still until they, they expire. It's just it's not like we can do all that much. Afraid. Here's the thing. Right now we're over the cap. A little bit, whatever, however many thousand, five fifty thousand, whatever, five hundred thousand, whatever. We're a little bit over the cap. They'll they'll figure that out. Sure. Even missing Clutterbuck and Martin next year. And I don't know if there's somebody else who's also a UFA, not quite sure. Uh Kuhlman, he doesn't really matter. Sebastian Aho is a free agent. Um the Islanders right now only have less than $5 million in cap space for next year. Think nice. about that. So it's not like we can make any moves. And that's why signing everybody to law, and that's what the with the cap going up to the $87.5 million, which is a, a big jump from this year. Like that's a $4 million jump from, from this year. Got to sign so, back our boy Noah Dobson two years from now. And here's the thing though, right? So you're going to hear again. Guaranteed, this is what you're going to hear in the when the offseason got. Well, the Islanders are up against it. They don't have a whole lot of cap space. How many freaking years in a row do you got to hear that? You wonder why the, the Islanders don't have any cap space? Because they signed like Kyle Palmieri and J.G. Pajot to five-year, $5 million extensions. They signed Pierre Engvall, and they signed Scott Mayfield to $3 million, $3.5 million extensions for seven years. Yeah. Okay? Then they signed... Uh, Sebastian, uh, they signed uh, Semyon Volomov back for 3.75. All that shit adds up. It all adds up. And these guys are all bottom of the bottom of the line of players, and you're giving them long-term deals. That's why you don't have the money. That's why I get so angry when they just re-sign their own guys who have never won anything. That's my whole thing. It's not like you're signing a Matt Kachuk to a long-term deal. None of these guys have won anything ever. And you're signing them to long-term extensions, which means they are part of the core. If you're signing a seven-year extension, you are part of the core for the next seven years. Yeah. Because we have shown we're incapable of moving anyone off of this roster. Under this think, leadership, absolutely. What do you think the movability factor of Scott Mayfield and, and Pierre Engvall, to me, and Semyon Vaughn, they are immovable. With the length of the term of their contracts, no one is trading for them. We couldn't move Josh Bailey till he was going into the last year of his contract, and we had to give up second-round pick for it. You think anyone's going to take on C 
six years of Pierre Engvall or six years of Scott Mayfield or three years of Semyon Varlamov, they're just not going to have it. You are stuck with this team for the foreseeable future. That's that's what I was warning about for years. Stop resigning your own guys. Move on from guys who just don't have it anymore or have or never had it. Okay, they're system players. You don't sign system players to six- and seven-year extensions. You don't do it. Yeah. We do it, and that's why we're in the situation we're in. We're not going to make the playoffs this year, and it's just going to get worse from there on out. We're going to try to get through comments a little quicker, though, but Grumpy. Uh, Nick D said, TJ, Grumpy, how are you guys doing? Doing well, man. Doing well, Nick. It's it's just freedom fun adventure. I'm not sure we can do that without tearing from and starting from scratch is the unfortunate portion. Grumpy, you're supposed to pronounce the R's in hair. Uh, earlier than I expected, said Bussy Boy. John D says, hey, guys, five-star review. Thank you so much, John. Thank you. Thank you. Um Freedom Fund Adventure said he th thought it started at nine. No, it starts at eight. Austin Matthews signed a four-year extension with Toronto, says Scott L. And they wonder why they can't win in the playoffs. Is there any Islander fan who would not say they would take Austin Matthews for four years? At Anyone? Like, was it 13 million or something like that? 13 million. 53 million over four years. So do the math. 13.25. He's new, has the new, he's the new highest paid player in the league. Nick D says five star review. D cut says Frank K thoughts on Grumpy sporting an ACDC shirt. Grumpy, tell me a little about your. It's about to rock. We salute you. There it is. There it is. What are we doing? Slack and boys. No Saturday podcast. What happened to the pulse of the people? Grump. What's a better movie? Uh, Donnie Brasco or Heat? They're both really good. Couldn't answer. I'm a Pacino, I'm a Pacino guy. He he was. Uh, they're both really good. Heat what, was really good though. You got to choose life or death. Donnie Brasco or Heat. Heat. Alrighty. Thank you. John D says here. You guys are ready to hear about the or Nylander coming to the Islanders. Because the happening. buzzard can never pull off trailer. Yeah, that was the not rumor, happening. right? Oh, Nylander, we hear the rumor that Nylander is going to maybe be Lula Marillo's hard at work trying to bring Nylander here. Absolutely not. He, ha he has no salary cap flexibility, no prospects, no nothing that Toronto wants. Nothing. Bussy Boy said, you guys canceled the week before also. Yeah, we did. Here's the thing. That news dropped like right as a time period we were going on. I'm like, there's literally nothing to talk about. We've got some guests. Andy Francis will be on with us next Wednesday. I think the Wednesday after. Maybe. Don't hold me to it. I think maybe we'll have a familiar friend on the show. Stefan Rosner. Stefan Rosner, perhaps. So nope. we're getting we're, we're we're getting our getting our summer guests on here when they've got some time here. Frank K said, "WTF is this Wallstrom in a Rangers shirt when he was younger, leaking out? Seems like his agent wants him to be a Ranger. A lot of pressure on him now. Now hold on, I just thought it was a picture of him as a kid wearing a Rangers jersey. Now we we saw this. We posted this up on our other show on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show. Now Grumpy, what did you think about him wearing a Rangers shirt when he was a child? Who cares?" I could care less. Maybe his parents were cheap. Maybe his parents didn't have a whole lot of money. Maybe they got it out of some uh, uh, Salvation Army bin. I don't know. Ooh. Who knows? Bless you. Thank you. Now, here is the picture that everybody's talking about, Grumpy, or at least that certain people are talking about. Now, it definitely is a young Oliver Wallstrom. I mean, that's pretty obvious. You could tell, but based off the time period, man, this is when red eyes used to pop up in pictures, too. 
<laughs> and it's him wearing a little Rangers jersey. So T-shirt. It's a T-shirt, not even a, a little shirt. little shirt. Shirt. I'm sorry. T-shirt. That's correct. Yeah. Thank you for the correction there, Bobby. I don't think there's any sort of issue with that. At least I don't have an issue with it. No. Um. Anyway, moving along here. He won't be an Islander at the trade deadline anyway, so it won't matter. You think he's going to be traded this year? Absolutely. Deadline? He's going to be moved with a first-round draft pick for some other piece of shit ham and agger. Some third-line right-winger? Probably. Uh, Emmanuel R. said, good evening, gents. With Boston losing your top two centers, do we think uh, someone like Nelson gets moved? No. We're trying to compete for a cup, a Stanley Cup. That's that's what the guys. That's what that's what that's what ownership wants. That's what general manager wants. Rukoma says, "Has TJ always had an issue with lateness? Was he late for school as a kid? Was he late for work a lot, or is it only a problem when it comes to this podcast?" Uh, I'm running fashionably late everywhere. Yeah, he's yeah he's got issues. I run fashionably late pretty much everywhere. Um, Freedom Front Adventure says laughing there you're correct drew i finally found i finally had a reason to praise the dumpster diving uh, the, the praise that dumpster diver um you can't tell time or dumpster diving can't tell time button pushing monkey that must be me That's you, right. you yeah. um thanks for the last minute cancellation notification on saturday you bald-headed jerk well i just like bhj better just better bussy boy says new year's resolutions are for bussies <laughs> Uh, Matthew S says here, Snow was an asswipe. No accountability for his incompetence. He had incompetence. I will say this. If the guy who you think maybe you have a chance to keep your job, and if it's like, hey, we're telling you to do this, don't trade him. Don't explore any options to trade him at all, you know, or any do not, you know, do not trade him. As a general manager, you really don't have much room to to do what you want. I mean, everything gets signed off by the owner too. So doesn't that make absolute sense? The fact that he said he didn't go out and try to get another job. Maybe he's just not driven like that. Well, I'm just going to collect this easy paycheck, sit back and do nothing. And then I'll come out and say something to try to get a job after that. Perhaps. Yeah. You can't say that he was a success at general manager. You can't say it. No, I think he, uh, here's the thing though. I think he did certain things that definitely. <sighs> if people, if people like the Islanders team and have liked it for the last number of years and they think it's great and Stanley cup contenders, just say thank you to Garth snow. That's all. That's all you need to do. That's the conundrum that Islander fans, the Gladhanders are in for all who think that Lou Lamarill is the greatest thing ever. Just say thank you to Garth snow because 75% of the team is Garth snow products. So say whatever you want. All that success losing to Tampa Bay in the Eastern conference finals two years in a row. Thanks Garth snow. We couldn't have got here without you. That's all you need to remember. Thank you, Garth Snow. Um, Nikki said true. here, did the Islanders get Nylander? Oh, I forgot who our general manager was. Do nothing, Lou. A little reminder. Fire Lou Lamarillo immediately. D-Cut says, show the picture of Wally. Bussy Boy said, can somebody explain that bullshit tweet Phil put out about the Islanders winning the offseason? Yeah, we, we covered that. It's just, it's a load of shit. It's no called gaslighting. It. It's I really thought he was trolling. I'm like, we obviously understand, right? Sure. The value we added for the actual dollars we spent this year in the offseason, sure, maybe we won. But it's because we were the only team that gave out seven-year contracts to everyone so we could lower what their cap hit was this year. But what does that do? It fucks us in the long term but helps us for the immediate future or for the immediate term. So it's, it's, it's it's so exa- it states exactly what we thought. And I say again, if they didn't want to stay, this is this is our offer. 
We'll give you three years for three and a half per, three years, three million. If they say no, see you later. Good luck finding a better value out there because all you need to do is look at how free agency went this year. One-year contracts. Two-year contracts. contracts. No long-term contracts except for us. Only team doing that. Always behind the times. That's Lou Lamarillo, just behind the times. Yikes. No one is giving out long-term deals. Everything is short-term. One-year deals. Two-year deals tops. One-year deal. One-year deal. Seven. Holy shit. Four for a 35-year-old backup goalie. Four-year contract for a 35-year-old freaking backup goalie. $3.75 million. What a disgrace. No, Grumpy, it was really good that he did that. No, you're just wrong, Grumpy. You're, uh, you're misremembering. You're just arguing with facts. That was yeah. one thing he was putting out there. Those you are know just what? Facts. Here's the thing. And he can say whatever they want. Come back and talk to me at the end of the season. Anyone wants to talk shit about the grumpy old man and DJ, come back at the end of the season. We keep receipts. We'll be sitting here like always. <laughs> we make our predictions. We're always right. Always. Not sometimes. Freaking always. Always, Grumpy says. I like it. Phil was telling us we are going to be in the Stanley Cup final this year. We had a shot to we're, win the Stanley Cup. We're being like, Carolina. Yeah. This is a different team. And I said to him, I said, hey, Phil, you got to remember, we're playing Carolina. That's a loss. There's no <laughs> way of beating Carolina. Oh, yeah, we can. Then he makes excuses why we lost. You want to know why we lost Carolina? Because they're fucking better than we are. Period. They're a better team than we are. Even banged up with, with me and Nett. Still beat the Islanders. Got their comment there. Coach Simon B said, hello, TJ Krupphill, man. Hope you guys are doing fine on a great and have a great summer. Thanks so much, Coach Simon B. Doing well, man. Hopefully you are too. Hopefully you're having a good summer. Um, Put Curtis says here, anybody who says they want Bo Dormat over Austin Matthews is clearly on drugs. I like Bo Dormat. Sorry. I like Bo Horvat, but he's not Austin Matthews. I can't. I honestly can't believe anyone says that. Coach Tommy B said the article in the New York Post was a revenge interview to get back at Ledecky and Malkin and lay blame on their feet. It worked. Does it, it? Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that maybe? Do you? I I think some of that happened. I think some of that is absolutely true. How much is true? Right. The truth always lies somewhere in the middle. We're only hearing his side of the story. But this is a freaking franchise, and this is a media group. It is the media cartel. I'm wearing the shirt for a reason. Enemy of the cartel. Because guess what? The media cartel and the way they run and rule things with an iron fist, if you speak out against that fucking team and ask them any critical questions, they are going to freaking take your pass away. They're going to freaking strip you of anything they can. They're going to they're gonna wield the power that that media, that media that the media has there for the Islanders and the PR team has for the Islanders, and they're not going to allow you to do a damn thing. I, I do think it's safe to say that Garth Snow will not be invited back to the alumni game. So I think he's probably persona non grata at this time period. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, man. By the way, good evening, losers from sunny Tampa Bay area. Have fun, man. Have fun. Rick said, Devil Scott Hughes, Nico, Nico Hishier, Jesper Bratt, and Timo Meyer, all for eight years and all for under $9 million. Tavares, Matthews, and Marner taking every penny is killing the Leafs staff. Okay. Um, they also expect to underpay Nylander. Okay. The reason is the age of the players. Hughes, uh, Heischer, Brat, and uh, Timo, they were all RFAs. These guys are UFAs. There's a difference. When they were signing Marner to an extension, it was like, what, $7 million? 
uh, when he signed the, his RFA extension. Yeah, you got to pay. As the guys come up for UFAs, you got to pay more for them. It's just the way it is. If you want to keep them, and if they're good. Now, here's the thing: if the Islanders, if the Islanders tried to sign Austin Matthews, they could offer him 25 million. He still would have said no. <laughs> oh, he couldn't that- wear that cheesy ass mustache. Oh, that's true. That's true. I like these cheesy ass mustaches. If I'm Nylander, I ask for every last penny plus more. HP Carlos says, "Much love from Portugal." What's up, HP? Tommy B says here, um, "Little buddy, aka Gilligan, is on an island, and he's speaking or uh, as we speak, making banana cream pies." I don't know who that is. Um, Decut says, "Matthews has one playoff series victory in the last five years. Brock has six playoff series victories in that same time period." Take it deep, you bald-headed jerk. Okay, Decut. Are you trying to say you think Austin Matthews is a better is not as good as Brock Nelson? Austin Matthews is miles better Come than on. Brock Nelson. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's right. Come on. Um look look who Toronto was playing. Tampa Bay every year. We couldn't beat Tampa Bay either. The ownership says it's hard to take anything Gar says seriously at this point. I get that he wants to speak his truth, but none of us really care. I think care. we should. I think there's uh, Right, I think it kind of changes my opinion a little bit on how his tenure ended. I thought it was a complete and utter failure. I think there's certain things he did well, and I think he's a complete and utter failure at the end. But it's like now if the Tavares thing lies more, let's say even there was partial truth in that. Hey, uh, we don't want you If ownership wasn't going to sign off on a trade, I could see why he didn't pursue one. It's just that plain and simple. If they yep. said we, we do not want to trade him, we want, we want it to play out, we want to resign him at all costs. Well, then why would he pursue a trade? I mean, he could have worked on the bare bones, went back to ownership and said, hey, we could get something for him. And if they said no, well, shit, there's nothing he can do about it. Because he the buck doesn't stop with him. It stops with the ownership group. Sure. Those yep. just facts. Yeah. This show is about facts and fun. Coach Tommy says Snow almost has no chance of getting a front office job now after doing that interview. You're right. I think I think he's got no chance of ever getting a front a, a front office job again because of his tenure with the Islanders. He just doesn't have a chance. I don't think he had a chance of getting a front front uh, front office job before that uh, before that interview. Honestly, Neither not at all. He should start a podcast, dude. Should, man, we'd love to our show. I'd love. If anybody has Girl Snow's contact information, hook him up. I want to hear his truth. I want him to be Absolutely. able to speak. We'll grill his ass too on certain yeah. things. But. My biggest complaint about Gar Snow and his tenure is he would never make a deal unless he killed it. Yeah, it's true. Yep. Do you, uh, do you think? Do you think that Lamarillo could have made the deal for Johnny Boychuk or Nick Letty? No. No way. No freaking way is right. Um. Got a comment here, Grumpy, from Freedom Fund and Adventure. TJ, no matter how much you want to focus on Horvat and Romanoff, they're good acquisitions and positive for the roster. Both are much better than your need to defend the, your psychotic episodes when acquired. Romanoff is a waste. Romanoff, Romanoff was absolutely okay. Romanoff was absolutely a psychotic episode from DJ when he was acquired. Absolutely, it was. It was correct though. And Horvat, my reaction was apt. I'd say is Romanoff is Romanoff worth a 13th overall pick in the draft? Probably not. Absolutely he's, not. He's just he's just a ham and egger. But he is. Yeah. Here's the thing. He's not positionally sound. 
here's the yeah. thing. He's a fan favorite because he throws the body. And, yeah. you know, he makes he makes loud checks. That's why he's a fan favorite. Block shots. Yeah. Yep. I don't disagree. Not at all, Grumpy. Um, uh, Robert Marshall says, hello, everybody. Did you hear the Toronto site, Matthews? Yep. $13.25 million a season for four years. Absolutely. It's crazy. The Islanders ship says here, if anything, Grumpy, this is the worst way to try to get you another job. Maybe he realizes he's not going to get another job, and it's like, screw it. I'm going to tell him what actually happened here. Gar Snow has no chance of getting another job. Just like Jack Capuano will never get another head coaching gig. Ever, 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 ever. Look at how long it took him to get an assistant coaching job. Years. Years to even get another assisting head coaching job in the NHL. That's how the league views the New York Islanders, like it or not. Yep. Yep. You come through the Islander system – no one wants anything to do with you. Dan Leachman says, I can't understand why JT was saying he was toe torn between the Islanders and Toronto, yet Snow said there wasn't even close on anything. Somebody is lying. I think at that at the end of the time, he had no chance of going to. But here's the thing. I think JT, let me, let me articulate my thoughts. I think JT was never coming back. JT still probably cared for the fans and cared for the people. I think he probably did. I don't think but he's a bad he knew, guy. He knew and probably made his thoughts known that, hey, I'm probably not coming back. I'm going to test the market. I think they they knew about this beforehand that his wife took a job in Toronto. So you know where does the where does the where does the blame lie? That's the real question, right? Grumpy, you getting a call? Is that Lou Ron Hubbard giving you a call, Grumpy? It, it's not Lou Ron Hubbard. It's Sun X, right? No, it's not. Oh, wow. Ooh, somebody's calling you at this time of the, this time of the evening, Grumpy. Wow. Anyway, um, Dan, uh, you know, I think that Garth, they probably weren't close. I think Garth knew that he probably never had or was thinking, hey, I'm not signing back. Ownership wanted to do everything they could, hold on to him. We think we can get it done. And I think ownership's play was, we're bringing in a new general manager. We've got the new stadium. We're doing all these things differently. Give us another chance. Please, John Tavares, give us another chance. And they had no, and he was not giving him another chance. He already has my made up. He was going to Toronto. I think he was sad to leave. I think when he came out saying, oh, I really, my home is here. This, maybe that is true. Home was a little bit here. He lived here for seven years. Didn't mean he was going to stay with us. So um, it was more than seven years. Islandership. The Islandership says, my boss sucks in real life. I'm going to slam him on my next interview. Um, or if I had a public status like Garth, it's weird for him to do this now. I don't think it's weird for him to do it now. He was on the, he was, he was on the books of the Islanders, and he probably knew, like, hey, I, once you do some shit like this, you know when you're on the books if you can speak out and what you can and can't say or if it could possibly void a contract. Would I keep my mouth shut if it meant that Hey, I'm getting collecting my multiple million dollar contract, but if I speak out beforehand, I can lose that money. I'm I'm keeping my mouth shut. He knows he's not getting another fucking job either. That simple. It's funny. Milbury never came out and said anything negative about Charles Wong, and neither did Garth Snow. And I'm just just thinking about that. Didn't rip. Didn't never. Nobody ripped Charles Wong ever. Maybe they set parameters. And that's just kind of is what it is. But you never hear anybody really ripping uh, Charles Wong. It's interesting. Hmm. It is. Um, and then Matthew has said, pretty simple. 
he's not paid anymore. So, um, so he came out and he said, uh, you know, he said what he said, a poor taste on his part. He'll be blackballed from any NHL job. Matthew, I think he has no chance of getting any NHL job. Just look at all Milbury. Milbury could never get another job in the NHL, even though he had the same shitty parameters. And I think what he did was much more egregious than Gar Snow. Gar Snow was bad in his own manner, but Bill Barry would never have gotten another job in the NHL. The only thing he could have gotten was something for his boisterous takes, which was an analyst job, which, you know, you get paid to be outlandish for. The same reason why P.K. Subban gets paid to be outlandish. Same shit. And maybe Gar Snow could go that route as well. Uh, going into the announce booth or, uh, you know, going into, you know, one of those, be one of the talking heads in intermission. Maybe. I don't see why that's not possible. Yeah, maybe. But just remember, he was out of contract at the end of the year. He said he wanted to get back into hockey all this time. I bet you he didn't even get a sniff. Or maybe he said, yeah, dude, you're not getting a job after that shitty Islander team or whatever. And maybe he's just like, well, screw it. I'm not going to get a job. I'm just going to tell people what happened then. I, don't have a, I mean, I could see that happening. What's the point of me being branded as shit? And maybe he did feel somewhat. There's still animosity towards John Tavares for the New York Islanders. That's simple. The fans I, for certain. I think absolutely the fans still have animosity towards him. And it seems and like if, that may not be correct to have that animosity towards him. And if ownership has a problem with John Tavares, they got no one to blame but themselves. Sure. Yep. They just should have moved him. They didn't want to. Well, then you pay the price. Mm. It happens. Happened in Columbus, right? All those guys left after one year. You don't hear them bitching about it. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, more comments here, Grumpy. Michael Watts says here, I don't believe Snow at all. He's trying to cover his ass. First year owner, Malkin was in charge um, of Tavares. He's down as franchise player. It makes no sense. He's the owner. Everything goes through the owner. Everything. Everything goes through the owner. I can't believe this take. I can't believe more people are. More, I cannot believe people are not dubious of ownership. Everything, everything it, goes through the owner. Look, you don't at, think, look at ownership as of recent. Go ahead, Grumpy. You don't think that owner that that GMs just do shit on their own without telling they they always talk to the owner. Hey, you know we're looking to do this. They go to the owner, see what the owner's thoughts are. The last, how long do you think you're going to stay employed if you do something that the owner doesn't want to do? And 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 us environment like this you're gone immediately hmm. i think people are just delusional how it really works in the real world the ownership says how does it make him a good soldier if he was getting paid to do less than dpatro um really Kept hard mouth shut to blame for ownership for the situation yesterday. okay if ownership if ownership said we want you to keep john tavares we don't want you to trade john tavares Right when he mentions that quote, he says, "Hey, he's not signed anything before the season. You understand, right? If you don't have him signed back and he gets to free agency, that it's like that possibly the car could go off the cliff." They obviously thought that they could get him to sign back. Don't sell him. Don't give up on him. Don't trade him. Makes sense as to why because ownership's advising him not to do so. If your boss says, "Don't do this," and you're just freaking stringing out the rest of your day, you're going to get fired anyway because you've got X, Y, and Z that they're looking into you for, but they're telling you not to do this. Well, maybe there's that little bit of you think maybe you can keep your job. Maybe and let's, say, he, the job ever. let's but, say, and if they told him that, you know what, 
you're, we don't want to trade. And you work on a trade and say, hey, we're going to move him for this. They say, no, we're not signing off on it. And they just scuttle the deal. That's what would happen. And he'd look, he'd have egg on his face. The other team would say, what the hell? Who am I dealing with here? I mean, I, I, I don't understand. You know, you want to know how many games owners have won? None. Less than freaking coaches, which is zero. It's the players that win games. Yep. Oh, people defending the ownership group. I, I, I mean, can't fucking believe this. They're going to wake up and realize. Just like, remember how we've always what? said we're what? the curve? There's a reason what? for this. There, why? Why are you so happy with ownership? They build a new stadium. Ownership, right? They go ahead and sign back Lou Lamarillo. We've had one postseason game win over the last two years, and they re-sign back the same guy who is continually leading the team in the wrong path. Are you happy that ownership is doing that? Is that is that where it's like, wow, that's two thumbs up by ownership? You don't think ownership blatantly made a mistake with this re-signing of Lou Lamarillo? Ownership also probably made a mistake saying, do not trade away John Tavar. Ownership is not an unflawed, perfect group. It's that simple. Okay. How many times we've heard on how many guests on this show that the, the, the owners don't want to rebuild. They want to keep people coming into the stadium. What are owners in this for? Is it an altruistic gesture on their part? They're here to make money. Yep. That's what the owners, the owners want to make money. Period. End of sentence. End of story. If they think it can be done by stringing the fans along with fictitious, we're going to contend every year, that, that's what they'll do. That's why they do it. That's why they're selling off all their futures. They need people to fill up that stadium for as long as possible so they get some money back on their investment. The owners that's are about making yeah. money. Nothing more, nothing less. Ownership is about making money. They're not here because, hey, you know what? Yeah, I want championships. That's great. I'm going to take a $50 million loss on my bottom line because I want to roll out and get into a Stanley Cup semifinal. That's not the way it works, everyone. It's not the way it works. They care about the bottom line. It's the most important thing to them. They're freaking businessmen. They're not fans. They're businessmen. Yep. Mario is the one guy. Mario is the one guy you could say, okay, because he played for the team and he saved the team in Pittsburgh. That's one guy you could say it about. These guys? Absolutely freaking not. Absolutely not. They're businessmen. They're there to make money. Don't ever forget that. And here's the thing. If this is why I call them the property brothers, if you are in for a long term of the team, you don't mind possibly taking a few years of lost profit if it means that long term your team could be more successful. If you are in mind of being an owner for the long haul and you're not part of a property acquisition that you're looking just to sell the property brothers with, guess what? You are caring about the team's potential profit three years from now, four years from now, five years from now, six years from now, seven years from now, eight years from now, nine years from now, 10 years from now. You are interested in the, in the yeah, guess what? Companies, Fortune 500 companies are not saying, hey, I'm only interested in what our potential profits are this next year. Well, two years from now, we're not too worried about it. Oh, three years from now, we're not too worried. They're worried about their potential profits every freaking year. They're worried about their profits now. They're worried about their profits in the future. Simple. And that's what an owner should be too. But if you're trying to tell me and sell me on a freaking bullshit, that's just living in fairy tale land that, oh, well, our owners care about our team's success, but 
they're only concerned with our profit over the next two or three years. And then, you know, once, hey, because it's only going to take two years to pay the entire stadium off. <laughs> you fucking lost your mind. You've lost your fucking mind. Because guess what? That damn stadium is that arena takes years and years and years to pay off a multi-million dollar stadium like that. Okay. It's not going to be like, hey, we turned profit for two years and we've paid off our stadium. Now we can go down to shitter. How long to pay it off? Ah, uh, years, maybe a few years. That's a lot of years. Freedom Fund Adventure, Guppy. I remember all the Snow's comments leading up to Devar's departure. His statements then and now contradict. Devar's kept telling them he was likely to resign, but had NHLPA pressure to test the market. Okay. I think whatever needed to be said after Absolutely. all the pieces fell were just being said. I believe that's where your lies are, right? Because there have been lies at this point, right? John Tavares is like, I want to sign back with the Islanders. That was obviously a lie, right? You know, uh, whether ownership group, here's the thing. How bad would an ownership group look if he was blatantly coming out and saying, I don't want to sign back with this team? <laughs> <laughs> and they still kept him at that point. Man, oh, man, if he was speaking his truth, like, I'm probably going to test the market. I'm going to test the market. An ownership group would take. How much freaking shit would ownership and general manager have gotten at that point? Right? Because Garth Snow wouldn't have been able to keep his mouth shut if everybody's like, hey, I want to test the market. And our general manager kept a guy who was openly saying he was going to test the market. That would make ownership. That would make the general manager look like real shit. Do you think he would have just kept his mouth shut? At the time when he was getting grilled with questions saying, your guy says he wants to test the market. Why have you not traded him? Um, our ownership group won't let me. Uh, that's a real way to make the ownership group look really fucking foolish the first year of taking over a new team when you're trying to change the image. Exactly. So whatever needed to be done and said at that time period, I think was being said. Obviously, there are lies thrown in along the way. I think that's that's obvious at this point. I think it it does make ownership group look bad. I think there's definitely some truths in this for you to just complete. For if you're just completely ignoring everything Gar said and said, oh, this is just a hit piece. He just wants to get a job back in the league. Gar Snow before this article had zero chance of getting a general manager job in the NHL. Gar Snow after this interview has a zero percent chance of getting an NHL job. Maybe it helps save his face, and maybe he can get a job at another lower level. That's the only thing maybe this does for him. It maybe just allows him to speak his truth. Maybe he was pissed off. He's like, these fuckers in ownership, they were telling me, because it looks like he's a little bit of a scorned lover. It yes. is. Hey, I'm upset because I made these suggestions. They didn't listen to me. As soon as they bring new, new body in, Lou Lamarillo, they start listening to the suggestions. The same thing I suggested they start doing. Right. That's enough to piss somebody off. If you were at a job saying, hey, boss, I think we need to do this, this and this to make the company profitable. They said, no, they bring in somebody new and they start doing this, this and this. You're going to be a little pissed off. So it, it makes sense why he's a little pissy. And I think that, hey, he probably is upset with him. He's just like, fuck this. I'm not getting paid by them anymore. I just want to actually air what actually happened. Screw you. I agree. Simple as that. Um, Mario V says here, Brooks reported at the time. Others like Glendoff also reported the same thing concerning the Mars situation. Huh? Maybe they're right. Um, Were they in the room? Were they in the room with Gar Snow and ownership? No, the answer is no. No, 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 no. Mario said that they reported the same stuff, Grumpy. They reported that you're you're miss. You're oh, I don't know if he answer. reported 
what was said, the comment immediately. No, before did the same thing concerning Tavares. The same thing about the article that was written about Gar Snow. Okay. The ship, the the Isle ship says here, so uh, what was stopping Gar Snow from either trading him away or leaving his job? Uh, he is just as guilty, if not more guilty. Oh, hold on. If you have guaranteed money, you just paid to do absolutely nothing. If you had a job where you said, well, I can walk away from my job now, and I've been at this to this point a pretty subpar general manager will never get a job again, or I can guarantee that I get paid for the next seven years, five years, the next five years, even if they fire me, well, I'm going to get fired and get paid for the next five years, especially when I know there's no chance of me. He has no chance of getting a job. He had no chance when he was fired of getting a new job, which is why he sat in the office and done nothing. And he has no future chance of getting a general manager job. So he said, how can I secure my money? The same reason, like, why does people are like, oh, why is Andrew Ladd? Why is Andrew Ladd just sitting there and collecting a check? Well, he is never, he's never going to get another fucking contract again. And he wants the money. He'll fucking take the money to sit down there in Bridgeport because it's still the what? money. Guess what? So would you if it was that much money. Exactly. If it's multiple millions of dollars and they said, well, you used to do this, but now we're kicking you into a role. I'm going to leave a job. I'm going to leave that pays me a million dollars a year because just because I want to take a stand. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. And I'm, I bet you was probably. I mean, I don't know how much Garth Snow was making, but I'll just say a million. So you want to turn down five million dollars? Really? Would you do that aisle ship? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No one would. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't at all. Um, and then Robert Marshall said he had to listen to his boss, Garth Snow, or Garth knows uh, he should have traded him. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Well, um, he went I, down I failing our organization to protect himself. I don't know about that. If Just be dubious. Do you think okay. there's any chance that that's real? Why the fuck would he wait and talk about this six years down the road? Do okay. you really think it's because he wants to try to find a new job? Do you think that he thinks that making this interview and shitting on ownership is going to get him a new job? Absolutely fucking not. I think it just makes his image look better. He has no chance of ever getting another job. No. How do you feel about Lou Lamarillo if he comes out and said, I wanted to go with the youth movement, but the ownership group, group told me not to when he retires? Wouldn't that totally change the way you thought? think about Lou Lamarillo? <sighs> Let's say Lou Lamarillo came in and he loses his job, you know, because of failure. And he comes out and says, yeah, and he wouldn't do this, of course. He just wouldn't. But and if he and he came out and said, you know what? I wanted to go with the youth movement, but the ownership said, nope, we need to double down with these guys. We need to go as far as we can. We need to make money to get to the playoffs. I'd be like, maybe they're right. Maybe he's telling the truth about that. And then he said, I'm buying completely on just doubling down on the team. And again, you know what? He went down failing our organization protects himself. Do you think he's working for free? He's get who's putting food in his family's mouth. Hey, I don't agree with this, but hell, they're but paying me, and I just have to go with it. That's I don't right. agree with what the what the what what our team's doing right now. I don't agree with with what our company's mantra is. I don't agree with what they're doing, but hell, they're paying me, and uh, you know, I guess that is what it is. You know, I'm just most people, I don't agree with the way things look, but hey, they're giving me a paycheck. Most people have bosses, and when the boss tells you to do something. You just get, ah, screw you. I'm not doing it. Well, see you later. Well, <laughs> how are you going to put food on the table? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Was it worth it? I mean, yeah. it just, I think it's it, so obvious, but maybe people just don't agree. That's fine. They I believe mean, They believe in the laundry. They believe in the laundry. 
for you, if you just completely ignore everything he says, it's like, oh, this is just a guy trying to get another job. I just ask you to think critically. Think critically of that article and think critically of the situation he's in. I think you'll notice that maybe there's something else. Maybe there's something a little bit deeper going on. Maybe there's a little bit of a truth in what he said. And even if it gets you questioning, maybe there's a truth, then guess what? Maybe it opens up the welcome to the red pill. Uh, Free to Find Adventure says here, Tavares stated that he wouldn't tell the Islanders he wasn't likely to resign because um, they would have traded him. Um, he did not want to adjust to or for a new team or for a season and then need to get a whole new routine in Toronto. I don't that even like that type of shit that I, that he says. I don't even know. It's just like it's so incongruent with what actually happened. I don't know if that's true. I've never hit, heard Tavares actually come out and speak to what went on behind the scenes ever. He's the guy who never does a freaking interview, never tells you anything. I've never, I've never heard him come out and say anything negative about the Islanders, about the situation. I've never even heard him talk about the contract thing. His ever. kid wears the Islander jersey when he goes ahead and gets he gets honored, right? He's wearing he's getting honored. He one kid's wearing a Toronto, one kid's wearing an Islander jersey. I think the Islanders still hold a special part in his heart. I, I absolutely believe that. But we treat him like shit, and I do agree. Here's the thing: I treated him like shit too. But let me ask you this: Does it change your? It changes my opinion of him if maybe they knew, or had a really strong inkling when he was talking. He's like, "Man, I, you know, I really can't commit. I can't commit to this team. I don't want to be with this team long term." And and he's telling the ownership group this, and he's telling the general manager this, and they still determined to, determined to keep him. I don't think any blames on Tavares at that point. If he's making his true, if he's making behind closed doors, his true thoughts known. Anyway, again, we spent a lot of time on this, but Grumpy, I'll let you say your piece and we'll continue reading comments. Yeah. I don't blame Tavares for anything. He was a, he was a UFA. He didn't owe the Islanders anything. He didn't even owe him an answer. He was a UFA at the end of the season. Ownership and the GM needed to make the decision based on what was happening with John Tavares, period. They chose to ride it out, ride or die. That I absolutely believe. That's what makes me believe. He he remembered that conversation. Absolutely, he remembered exactly what he said to ownership group. Ride or die. Ride or go off the cliff. They decided they wanted to go off the cliff. Tavares isn't to blame. Snow's not to blame. Ownership's not to blame. They all took a stance, and the Islanders came up freaking snake eyes. It's just that plain and simple. If he had stayed, everything would have been great, right? Hunky-dory. Yep. He didn't. They come out looking bad. What they should have done was trade them. If you're not going to sign the contract by the start of the season, you're getting traded. Here's here's your drop dead date. This is the contract we're offering you. If you want to stay, sign it. If not, we're moving you. It's just that plain and simple. They did never want it to hit from an ultimatum. They didn't want to. Uh, they didn't want to hardline him, and that's what you get. Sorry, should have been tougher. Yep. Absolutely grumpy. Uh, continuing on here with comments. Um, Tavares is a selfish jerk and a liar. I'll never forgive that scum. Johnny Liar. No team has won with him. Now, here's the thing. Can win with him. Or no team can win with him. Um, yeah. Snow is protecting Tavares with his final bullet in his head. What, what benefit does that give him to protect John Tavares and to make those statements about John Tavares? Why <laughs> it wasn't true. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It just uh, that does not make sense. John Tavares does not strike. He doesn't look like he's a guy who's vindictive, or even sneaky and conniving, or business savvy, 
or hey, I'm only looking for my next move. There are some guys who absolutely look like that. And you're like, oh, well, I could see, I could see what that fucker's doing from a million miles away. But guys John who are hopping from it. team to team every year. Those some of those guys look like that, but he's not one of those guys. Yeah. Robert, uh, Robert says, says Garth's Garth done comes. more for this organization than senile Lou. Players wise, yes. Uh, legitimacy wise, it's Lou all the way. <laughs> Rob, have you been a coma for the last 15 years? Team did uh, shit under Garth Snow. Lou took 15 seconds of being real. Yeah, Lou did a lot in the short. Lou in the short term did much more than Garth did. Now, here's the thing Lou, these last few years, is ruining everything good he does. <laughs> Or he's done because the more the shittier things he does, the longer he's there, the more it's going to tarnish his 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 long lasting impact on the Islanders. I think. Here's the thing, Garth Snow did more with the roster than Lou's ever done or ever will do, and Lou brought structure to the organization. That's what he did, by bringing in Trots and that stability that Trots brought. That's that's what they've done. That's what that's what both in the Garth was way better at getting players and not overpaying for them. Lou sucks at that at his age, but Lou, without a doubt, brought in structure to the organization and a bit of respectability, which the Islanders hadn't had in many years. Yep. But the I, players don't want to play for Lou. No one from outside the organization wants to play here. That's why you got to trade for him and give him the Stockholm syndrome. Yep. All I'm going to say is on very, very accurate reports that. People from outside the organization do not want to play with Lou Lamarillo by multiple, multiple different players, players who are in the league, players who have left the league. Some people do not want any association with Lou Lamarillo. You know, it's crazy. I don't want a polarizing figure to where some people want him. Some people don't. That doesn't usually look like, oh, that's good for us. Right. Some guys don't want to play for a certain coach. Is that good for your team in the long run? I ideally want somebody, I want players that want to play for my coach. Anybody would love to play for him. That's that's what I'm looking for. So, yeah. Anyway, continuing through comments, Grumpy. Check the roster. I'll ship there. Coach Tony B said, Garth is on a beach with Matthew <laughs> building sandcastles. Uh, the roster isn't bad, says I'll ship. Uh, this is one of the best rosters we've had in a long time. Yeah, same team's been together for what seven, eight years for the most part. We're making little small tweaks here and there. Can we say that maybe this has potential to be a better roster than in the past? Sure. I just, it's, it's, it's still the same problem as the team's not good enough to win, and we still think we are. That's the problem here. All Frank parties says, are at fault for the Tavares debacle. Snow is full of shit. He gets blamed too. I do agree. All parties are to blame. I do, except for Tavares. He's not to blame. He. Exercise right. he, he didn't know the organization could, anything. Could Gar Snow have just pestered the piss out of him by saying, dude, we need to trade him. We need to trade him. We need to do this. We need like a freaking like a like a like a like a teenage girl, like, oh, you want to go to date with or like a, a teenage guy who's asking this girl to go on a date. He could have pestered the living shit out of ownership, like, hey, dude, we need to trade him. We need to trade much, him. I know you said no, much, but we need to trade him. We need to listen to him. Listen, we need to trade him. How much did he know those guys in the ownership group? They were new, it was their first year. Sure. So maybe he didn't have that relationship with them at that time. Very possible. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, Grumpy. Um, at the end of the day, if ownership said we're not trading him, it didn't matter what anybody else thought. He wasn't getting traded, period. That's where the buck stops is with ownership. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. You're not wrong. Not wrong, Grumpy. Um, 
it's not full of superstars, but up and down the lineup, we've got some really good players backstop with a franchise goaltender. Who wouldn't come here or who wouldn't come here on a Garth Snow? Absolutely. Yeah. Sorokin would not come here. Again, we've, we've talked about this. You know, he brought legitimacy to the Islanders, something that Garth Snow never could do. Um, Robert Marshall says here, sure, like Garth Snow get, had $4 million to give to a real coach. Yeah, he didn't. That's the thing. Coach Tommy B said, first off, Tavares was offered seven years, $70 million deal in the summer before his final season with the Islanders and turned it down. Should have moved him. Think That's about when that. you move him. Yep. This is our contract offer. Nope, we're moving you. They chose not to. Ownership wanted to keep him. I also you forget Sorokin was openly quoted as not coming here because of Garth Snow, without yep. a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm great with Tavares um, not being an, on the Islanders. So am I. You look at the contract and what he brought. We would have overpaid the hell out of him. That's yeah. exactly what we would have done for John Tavares. So in the end, considering considering the lack of talent on our team, sure. I mean, that's what it was like when he was here. It was John Tavares and the Muppets. Now it's Maddie and the Jags. It's the same thing. The team is not stuck with this horrible contract, absolutely, or his dumb robotic face. <laughs> what pisses me off is that he lied for his comfort and intentionally hurt the team. Well, let me ask you this: If you're, we know how the media, the media cartel is. Could you imagine them? If he said, oh, I'm really not sure if I want to be here, could you imagine him saying, hey, we're going to win you over? I could imagine certainly something like this. Hey, man, we're going to win you over. We're going to make you want to be with the Islanders. But, you know, when when they ask you interview questions, don't say things like, hey, I'm planning on testing the market or I don't want to be here anymore. Don't say stuff like that. You know, at least sell it like you're thinking about being here. I could see something like that. Who the hell knows what actually what ha- what's happened? I just don't understand the reason for Garth to lie at this point because it's not like this was any freaking like, hey, I'm going to find a job or I'm interviewing for jobs. And the question they keep asking me is how badly the John Tavares situation was handled. Robert Marshall, because remember, who the hell was it? Art Staple came out talking and defending a little bit Garth Snow this offseason, too. Remember that? Yeah. Remember that article that was released not too long ago? I think Arthur Staple was getting his information from Garth, though. Yes, they all were. Certainly. That's why I'm like he was loose-lipped. Robert Marshall says the Islanders had the best goalie in the world with a little better than a 500 roster. Yep. It's not even a 500 roster without that goalie. Um, Rob, that, that has a lot to do with Garth and our scouts being dog shit ass drafters. Uh, Malkin took over the opening season at Barclays. Um. Robert Marshall says here, sure, that's right. Lou totally uh, to fire his pro KHL agent. Yeah. Um, TJ, uh, damn it. You're so easily led, says Freedom Front Adventure. Grumpy is late one night, and you get sold on the property brothers bullshit for years. These owners got us the arena, new practice facilities, and everything is first class. Well, what's going to bring you more value when you try to sell? Having a shitty arena and shitty practice facilities, knowing that the new owners are going to have to bear this huge cost and new addition of a shitty team, or giving a, a new ownership group, if you sell, state-of-the-art facilities in New York and Belmont, what's going to bring you more? You wonder what's they're looking for the long, they're looking for the short term, what's going to get the most bang for the buck? You want to know what's most valuable about the Islanders right now? It's the stadium and all the Hockey. infrastructures being built around it. Yep. That's what you're selling because guess what? If they decide to sell tomorrow and a new ownership group comes in, do you think they're saying, I want to turn the Islanders around? They're going to say, How can we maximize profits out of this spot? That's just these guys are freaking businessmen. 
Yep. They're not fans. They're absolutely – do they want the team to win? Absolutely, because it drives up revenue. But here's the thing. And, you know, just because, hey, yes, we want the team to do well. But at the end of the day, they're looking at the bottom line. They're freaking businessmen. They're not – it's not a charity for them. They're not fanboys like you and me. They're not. Sure. Yep. I don't disagree, Grumpy. Um, got a comment here. Michael Watts saying, I do recall reading that Lou was involved in talking to Tavares – while being the current general manager in, in Toronto and transitioning to the Islanders. Maybe he said, I ain't playing for that stupid old man. He sucks. Uh, Brett W. Grumpy. That's exactly what they should have known. That's exactly when they should have known he wasn't coming back and trade him. Absolutely. You give him a deadline. You got to sign your contract by now. If he says no, okay, we're moving you. It's just that plain and simple. That's what they need to do. Um, I don't ship saying here. Not saying Lou was perfect. Far from it. But it took Lou about 12 minutes to do what Garth did in 10 years. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Yeah, Lou, Lou was the perfect transition general manager. Absolutely. Now it's good to transition from him. Yep. And I think we agree on that. We should be moving on from Lou soon. Like now, yeah. Hopefully. But he okay. served a good purpose. Yeah, he he's doing more harm than good right now. We should have moved away from him two okay. years ago. The difference between Lou Lamarillo and Garth Snow was the amount of money he was given by the owner to do things with the franchise. Garth never had any money when Charles Wong was there. That's true. And his last year, you know, what the hell? He was a lame duck GM. They brought in Lamarillo, and then they let Lamarillo pretty much do whatever he wants. That wasn't the case when Snow was GM. He was under Charles Wong, and they they had a cut, uh, you know, a bottom basement uh, salary cap structure then, just the way it was. Hmm. His thing, it's better, it's easier to be a GM when you have a shitload of money as opposed to when you don't. You can eat mistakes where you can't do it when a guy's count pinch of pennies on you. Yeah, and we're just getting a lot of the back and forth in the comments. Yeah, it's yeah. Again, one was allowed to have money, one wasn't. That's that's clearly stated. Frank says, really? You do realize all these good players Lou has, Garth drafted all of them. What has Lou done? Getting robbed in every deal he's made. Yeah, again, the the, the Devon tapes. I still can't get now. This is I, I I pulled this up. I was planning on bringing this up after the ad read, but the comments took me down a different hole. You know, they released the top 20 defensemen in the NHL by NHL Network, Grumpy. You will be happy to know there is a lot of Islanders on this list, Grump. None. You'll be, you'll I'm be none. No, Grumpy. You're going to be happy to know there's a lot of Islanders on this list. Grumpy. Oh, former maybe. Islanders, maybe. Uh, we see here Kale McCarr, Adam Fox, Miro Hishkinen, right? Victor Hedman, Roman Yossi, Charlie, Charlie McAvoy, Rasmus Dahlin, Eric Carlson. Well, he's shitty. We just heard from a lot of the Lamanites how bad of a trade that was that it doesn't help out the Pittsburgh. Oh, wait a second. No, he's still highly regarded. He's a top 10 defenseman. He just won the North. Okay. Nars trophy winner. He, he would have been a leading scorer on your team by 20 points, 25 points. Yeah. Just stop. 30 points, whatever it all was. Alex Pitarangelo, Quinn Hughes, pretty decent. You know, you got your John Morrissey, Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, well, hold on, Grumpy. Who is that at 13? Hey, Devontae, he was an ex-Islander. This can't be, Grumpy. Hold on, this can't be, Grumpy. Devontae is number 13? Oh, man. Who traded him away? I can't And remember. I say he's better defensively than half the guys who are higher up on that list. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just uh, just a shitty move there, shitty trade. But, well, hey, we traded away guys who's been top 20 in the NHL defenseman rankings for every single year since he's been fucking traded for two second-round picks. Fantastic job. 
as good as great things as Lou has done, he's done shitty things just like that, right? The big thing is there's no Islanders on this list for top 20 defensemen in the NHL. That's simple. And that's his bread and butter is defense, right? Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, here we go. We have a 1990 style defense. That's what we have. Please shit, Garth's child. I'm trying to get through because we got a whole bunch of the back and forth here. Um, somebody in the chat has been chugging l- Luminade. <laughs> says oh. Boy. Blame Malkin, not Snow. I think here's the thing. I think they both deserve blame. There's I think enough every blame party is you know what it's like. There's enough blame to go around, but here's the thing. Before that article came out, all the blame, in my opinion, went on Garth Snow, Snow. And I still put a lot on John Tavares. I always did. You did. I put nothing. I, you know, I've never put know, anything on John Tavares. I know, I know, I know. But here's the thing. After this recent article, wow. For me, ownership gets a little bit of the blame now, too. Where before in the past, they had gotten no blame from me. None of Garth Snow, to me, gets... I was blaming Garth Snow, period. Garth Snow. Now... I don't really blame him at all. Not at all. Not one speck do I blame Gar Snow anymore. If ownership said you're not moving him, well, that's the end of the story. They yep. tell ownership tells you what to do. If and you, you don't want to do it, go find another job. It's just that ownership. plain and simple. If ownership says, hey, we're trying to go ahead and compete for a Stanley Cup, you're saying, great, now we're trying to compete for a Stanley Cup. Or if ownership says, hey, you rebuild, okay, now we're rebuilding. You're doing what ownership's asking you to do. It's how you stay employed. That's how you keep a job. GMs talk to owners. They give them their, they give them what their plans for the team are. And ownership says, ownership says yay or nay. That's that's just the way it works. They just don't. It's not like, eh, I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want. It's not the way it works. You don't think Bill Belichick, who's head coach and GM, doesn't talk to Robert Kraft and say, this is what I want to do. Why do you think the Patriots never pay anybody? Because New England Patriots don't want to actually pay any real money to players. Mm. They're cheap as shit. They had a story come out today where Pete Carroll said when he first got there that they wanted to have a lunch for the players coming in. And he said, lunch? Just give them bologna sandwiches. They would give all the players bologna sandwiches. He didn't want to give the players lunch. Well, we'll we'll just give them bologna sandwiches. What do you mean a lunch? What does it tell you about how cheap they fucking are? Right, ridiculously cheap. Holy shit! <laughs> Think about oh that. Think about that. They're about. They don't. They're like the one of the bottom two or three teams in the league in actual money spent. The New England Patriots. If it wasn't for Tom Brady, they'd still be in the 1970s. That shitty team that that they always have been, and are back to being hoagies, again. eating hoagies and shit. Oh, no, bologna sandwiches on white bread. Uh, not even a hoagie, grumpy, huh? Bologna sandwich. Jesus Christ. Freaking bologna sandwich. Well, if as a player, what would you think? Hey, we're having a get together lunch. We got fucking bologna sandwiches. I hope I'm a fan of bologna at that point. Uh, yeah, I'm not, not a fan not- of bologna, period. I keep, I'm like, what's this shit? What, what did I sign up for? Call right. my agent. Get me out of here. <laughs> I got to get out of here now. Multi bill, a billion dollar industry, teams worth multi, multiple billion worth of dollars. And you want to give players bologna sandwiches? How fucking cheap are you? Oh, man. I'm just not completely pessimistic. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it's reasonable. Be- we're not pessimistic either. We're realistic. There's a difference. Pessimistic and realistic, just because you look at realism as pessimism, just look at it with your eyes open. That's all. That's all we ever ask. 
Robert Marshall says senile Lou hasn't won in over 20 years now. Why doesn't every team have an 80-year-old general manager? Yeah, that's true. Um, the issue is, TJ, that your solution involves completely blowing it up, and they need to make money. It's a business. Yeah, well, again, like if the owners were here for long-term and planning on being you know, successful long-term, again, they value making profits three years from now, four years from now, five years from now. We had empty seats how many games last year? Empty seats. All the time. All the time. Seems like we went on a huge winning streak at the end that we didn't have empty seats. So, yeah, it's a business. If you're not winning games, if you're not winning games, you have to be exciting. You can't be boring and suck at the same time. No one will go. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they have to make money. I think that if if your owner cares about being here long term, they care about making money five years, six years, seven, eight years, nine, ten years from now too. If they plan on selling the team three or four years from now, well, they don't really give a fuck about how much money the team's going to make three, four years from now. They just care about making as much money now and then selling the selling a team for as much as they can. When Lamarillo was with the Devin, the Devils, and John McMullen owned that team, he lowballed every player on contracts because McMullen wasn't giving him a shitload of money. Now he spends like a freaking drunken sailor on guys who just anybody off the freaking boat. Doesn't Come matter on, if they're good or not. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. The older you get, it's like, ah, just give him what he wants. Yeah, sure. Give him what he wants. Um, the fact that we didn't address who's playing with 14 and 13 is a major screw up talking about who's playing with Bo Horvat and uh, Jonathan or uh, Matt Barzal. Oh, fuck. Um, too worried about our bottom six guys and our bottom pairing defensemen. It's absurd. Exactly. Yeah. That's why we're in the same boat every year. Why we don't score. Why we're in the bottom third of the league and scoring every single year. Why your power play sucks every year. You're more worried about grinders, which are a dime a freaking dozen, signing back another grinder for seven freaking years, signing Casey back for six years. Stop. I just ask you to be dubious. Just just question. Question what you see. That's all, man. That's just all. Open but- your eyes and watch and just see what's actually going on. Don't be a laundry fan. Don't the just more, the more water. you question the norm, the more I think you think, oh, well, shit, the narrative that's out there may be in the right. I think the Islanders have a stranglehold on the narrative that surrounds their team. It's the same reason why the, the reporters aren't allowed to ask critical questions, otherwise they lose their press pass, and people have done that before in the past. Absolutely. That's happened. Because people, people who have been on this show, like Daniel Freeman, that's happened to before in the past. It's not like we're just making the shit up or just thinking, oh, maybe that's the reason why. All the shit that we we think has has is backed in some sort of reasoning and rationale behind it. You ask a critical question, you lose your press pass. The same team that will strip your press pass in a heartbeat, if Garth Snow speaks out, they have no response back. The PR team has no response. The ownership group has no response. The current general manager has no response. They don't want to uh, – something that is very inflammatory towards ownership group. They don't have – the PR team doesn't have a single response. No comment? Really? No. Here's the thing. You have to listen to this show. When they listen to this show, they're going to go, oh, shit, we better answer that. I think a lot – shockingly enough, a lot of people are just are agreeing that, oh, no, Gar- Garth bad, Garth bad. You know what it's like? It's like when you read through a history book. If you just follow everything that's in a history book, you're just going to be led to believe exactly what the history book thinks. But in reality, there's somewhere that always lies in the middle. It's not always as one-sided and black and white as things are made to be believed. History is written, written by the winners. It is. Yep. Yeah. Brian K says, best Islanders podcast. I love you guys. Thanks so much, Brian. Oh, let me go ahead and mention this again, guys. Hey, if you want to be in the fantasy football league, 
and you want to get your butts whooped by TJ the Grumpy Old Man and Son X, email us at islandersfansunited at gmail.com. Again, that's islandersfansunited at gmail.com. We are going to be having a fantasy football draft that's going to be taking place live on Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we usually do our Islanders podcast. We're going to be doing it live then. Islandersfansunited at gmail.com. There's going to be a lot of shit talking during that, I guarantee you. I'm sure. I'm sure there is. Um, you know that I usually pick Sun X's team for him, right? Like, he's always, who should I pick? Who should I pick? If he's got to pick it on his own, watch out. Uh, Probably picking Cam Newton. Fuck. I've done that before, I'm sure. Um, and then what's up, CJ? Red Lupin Power Ranger. Oh, old man. Dead. Um, Islanders ship says, I'm a big anti Lee guy, but I don't think he's he's got a terrible contract. Oh, I, I can't. Here's the thing I can't even help you if you don't think that's a terrible contract. He's, he's got four more years on that deal. He's already he doesn't do anything. Last he stands year, in he, front of the last net. Year he was paid more than what his. I wonder if we looked on that really fancy graph that Phil's facts put up there on that contract, if the value that he's providing for his contract is in the green or the or the red. They just ignore that one. <laughs> they just ignore it. Yeah, well, we right. only look at we only look at certain things. That's an old contract. We're just talking about the new contracts. Yeah, because Lou had the best offseason of all of the hockey teams. That's yeah. what it is. Uh, arguably, the Islanders have had the worst offseason in the whole league. How when you do nothing, one, when you do nothing, you're just getting worse and worse and worse. How does one watch an Islanders game of Portugal? That's a good question. I wonder how. I guess you just have to have a VPN or like NHL Network, NHL Center Ice or something. Islandership says here, guaranteed 25 to 30 goals every year for Andrew. He hasn't Lee. scored 30 goals. In, he scored 40 goals one year. He's never had 30, ever. One year he had the 40 with Tavares. Everything else, 28's been his eye. So he doesn't score 30 goals. I've got to pull it up. When's the, I got to I got to pull up now his stats. I haven't looked these up in a while. Yeah, twenty eight's a high. Yeah, the guy has the guy scored. Doesn't last score time he thirty. Scored, he's never scored thirty. The last never scored thirty. Scored, yeah, I was about to say the last time he scored more than thirty goals was in 2017-18. The guy's around the twenty goal, twenty 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 five, or twenty to twenty eight goal a year guy. How about that? I think that's accurately we can put it. Twenty eight goals, twenty goals. That's not, not worth seven million dollars. Goals twenty eight goals. Yeah, it's not fifty points is not worth seven million dollars. Simple. No. Um, it's just a bad contract. I'm in the States when hockey starts. Ooh, I'm here early. Born and raised in Jamaica, Queens. Um, he was a really bad general manager outside of some late round magic, um, which can largely be contributed to scouting. Yeah, well, again, just like you, we don't give him credit for not having a head coach. He hires the scouts, so I'm going to give him credit for that, right? He's also had a lot of shitty picks, so... He, he could just like he gets the blame for shitty picks. He gets the credit for good picks, even if they're late round picks. So, you know, I, you're not going to see me. Yeah, I, you can't you can't pick. You can't pick and choose what you give him. You can't say I'm going to give you credit for certain picks. and I'm going to roast the hell out of you for certain shitty picks. He gets credit. He was an average drafter. Shitty. He's had some really stinker selections, but he also found some real gems. So average drafter, uh, you know. I'm not, we're not trying to say this to be like, oh, wow. I'm not trying to say this to support Gar Snow. What I'm trying to say is, wow, if this is the case, ownership really fumbled the bag. They really fumbled that situation, if that's true. That's it. And I think there's some truth behind it. 
ownership deserves some blame if that's true. Yes. That's it. That's what we're saying. Um, uh, Lee on paper is good, yes, but not clutch. Loses every corner battle. Yep, missing like... Uh, Skates <laughs> like he's missing blade. a blade. $7 million. Uh, better come hard this year. Yeah. He's not going to. Thomas Rudy he's- said, good question, Bussy Boy. How about the Philippines as well? Oh, God. Go ahead, Grumpy. I'm sorry. Uh, here's the thing. Andrews Lee is just comfortable here. Doesn't give a shit if we win or lose, honestly. Ah, win. That's great. I'm not saying they don't want to win, but it's like, if we lose, well, that's okay. I'm still, I, I love it here. I live here with all my friends. We get to play some beer league hockey and we get eliminated. We get to golf all off season. There's never any repercussions to our failures. It's a great life. Islander ship says here, um, I just seen contracts like Andrew Ladd, Josh Bailey's one. And it's hard to point out Lee's one is disastrous. I think they're, they're, they're on the same level because here's the thing. Lee's not at the end of that contract either. Four years to go. Two years from now, that contract will be looking even worse than it is now. At the age it's of like 35 worse. years old, do we think Anders Lee's putting in 25, 28 goals a year at 34, 35? Probably not. When he signed that deal, do you remember what I called Anders Lee? Andrew Ladd 2.0. Because yep. that is exactly how that contract is going to look when all of a sudden done. And it's all honestly, it's already there. It's already there. How old is Anders Lee right now? Oh my God, he's 33. 33. Got four more years. Wow. So really, when he's 35 years old, do we think he's putting up 25 goals at the age of 35? Mm-mm. At 35, do we think he's playing on a top six role? Do we think he's playing in a top six yes. spot? On this team, for certain. On this team, he's going to be a first-line player until he retires. If Anders we- Lee is playing on the first or second line at 35 years old with his already limited skating ability at 33 years old... Who's going to replace him? Yikes. We have no one in the minor leagues. I'd rather have no Simon one. fucking Holmstrom. Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah. Anders Lee at 35 years old is going to be awful. He is going to be causing more freaking havoc and issues on the ice than he does positive. 35 years old. The guy can't fucking skate now at 33. The guy doesn't fight for any damn boards. He doesn't get he doesn't park his ass in front of the net and work hard as like he used to. He just can't at the same rate anymore. Okay. He doesn't back check. And at 35 years old, his skating is going to be even worse. His freaking fight's going to be less. Uh-uh. Okay. Okay. In his defense, he does go into the boards to try to make plays. He just can't, he just gets the puck taken away. Can't do it anymore. But it's just not like he doesn't, not like he doesn't try to do it. I'm not going to throw him under the bus for that. He just doesn't do it. Because players are just younger and just as strong and they just take the puck away from him. He's just not as good as it is used to be. He's 33 guys like that. Don't age. Well, people, yep. everyone wants to rip, including your boy, Phil wants to rip Tom Wilson. Anders Lee is the same freaking player. I thought the contract was the same contract. As it's them. the same. It is the same contract. Everyone's ripping the Wilson contract, but they don't want to rip the league contract. It's the same freaking contract, except that Tom Wilson can fight. Frank K says here, Malkin is a gutless jackass. I'll say it again. An aptitude and no accountability are the themes of the last 40 years. Lou has put us in a spot to where uh, we, the fan base, will never see another cup. F Lou and most and most of all, F Malkin. Collins will be gone after one year once he sees the shit show in both jackasses. We don't know what type. I, of agree, I agree. I agree, Frank. There is no accountability across anywhere for this for these and but these here's the thing when you have trained the loser laminites to believe that everything the organization does, again why i'm the fans 
Why are Islander fans, why are they happy with Lou Lamarillo? Because we got to the Eastern Conference Finals twice. Because the Islanders have been losers for so long that they think just failing at a little bit higher level is really great. Again, if you ever play Carolina, your season's over. Over! Over! You play Carolina, you might as well not even play. Just go home. Season's over. Can't beat Carolina. Matthew has said Snow didn't do nearly enough as a general manager. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Snow okay. had issues. Okay. When Charles Wong is the owner and you're limited with how much money you can spend, there's nothing you can do. He got a budget and he spent to the budget. That's what he did. I don't, I'm not saying he's a great general manager, but Milbury had the same thing with Wong. I mean, they just ran through guys just getting draft picks and trading guys as they became good before they made any money because they didn't have any money to spend. Hey, we can't go ahead and we can't go ahead and give Roberto Luongo this last game. We're going to send him down Ooh. to the Liners because we need to go ahead and make sure that we don't for five hundred thousand for five hundred thousand. We got to make sure we cannot play him the last seventeen games of this. Or it was 15, 15 or thirteen games. It was an odd number in the teens. Thirteen or fifteen games of the season. We got to make sure we call him down there to Bridgeport at that time period because hey. We don't want to pay him another half a million dollars because of the incentive of him reaching 25 games. Think <laughs> about that. Think what about that. That's your ownership work. group. That's your old ownership You're group. You're complaining that they can't do a lot. Well, they they won't they're they won't even pay a guy five hundred thousand dollars because they were a paid. team. They were a team that had to take up that gave away a second round draft kick pick to the Boston Bruins to take on uh Tim Thomas's. $5 million salary cap hit, even though he wasn't going to play that year. The Islanders took that from Boston, bailed out Boston, gave up a second-round pick just so they could get to the floor of the NHL salary cap. That's how cheap – that's how less – that's how little money our GMs had to spend. Yep. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying Gar Snow's great, but you know what? You can never find out how good a guy is if you're just spending to the bottom of the salary cap floor. Sorry. CJ says, where the F is Lou? Um, he better not think he's done. We need scoring bad unless Maggio, the four, um, and or Ishikov can, Ishikov can impress and be top goal scorers right away. <laughs> not happening. The unfortunate portion here. Lou equals shit. He does. Even anti Lou grumpy knows the truth. I think we all agree, but it's just like, I think you have to question when when he releases that art, you have to question what actually happened and how much ownership, maybe ownership deserves some blame. I think they do. Um, I got abused on social media for saying Malkin was all about the Belmont money grab five to six years ago. You just echo my thoughts. Hey, you're ahead of the curve on that one. I think, I think that they're, I think I'm leaning more and more towards they're in it for short-term profit, looking to sell the team later on down the road. They're real estate guys. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, hey, be dubious. I'm just like I always ask everybody, be dubious. I'm being dubious of that situation as well. Hold on a second. We've got a comment here. Oh, man, we've got a few memes. Holy shit. From Drew Grumpy. I'll let you read the next comment here as I'm getting that pulled up here. Okay. I'm the biggest Devon Taves trade critic, but you have to realize this was a cap issue that no one could predict. Bullshit. They chose to move the young player for two seconds as opposed to moving a Nicoletti. They wanted to keep the veteran. Instead, of, they got rid of the young guy. And guess what? The veteran who they kept on made more money than the young guy did when he went to Colorado. Yeah, yeah. How I'll dumb was that? 
That's misremembering because Nick Letty made more money. His made cap less, was Nick Letty, That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, Nick Letty made more money. His cap, it was higher. His value was still there, too. You would have gotten something. You would not have had to trade it. Nick Letty got a second, and then he was traded later on. We traded him for a second. Trade him away for a second a round pick. years later. Well, no, year the later. next year. The next year. Yeah. He had value. We could have traded Nick Letty to buy us another year. And then you see, oh, wow, wait, that Devon Taves kid really is it. He really is the solution. Oh, wow. They Maybe didn't we like Devon Taves. Two seconds. They didn't like Devon Taves because he did the eagle thing, flapping by Washington's bench. And it fired that's up when, his nets off. That's when he became persona, persona non grata. Islanders fans, when Lou continues to make the Islanders organization, uh, or, or the Islanders worse as an organization, hold on. I'm going to come. I'm going to come. <laughs> No, they mostly do. The Islanders PR team giving the speech to the fans the first home game after another lackluster offseason. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you it? dig it? Can you, you dig, dig it? it? That was, I think, right after Cyrus got shot, isn't it, Grumpy? Right before Cyrus well, got shot. That was shot. before he got shot. If it was after he got shot, he did a really good presentation thing. You know what I'm saying? He he, uh, he stays alive, Grumpy. Um Snow let Martin sign with Toronto too. So what? Yeah, I don't so know. What? No, no, maybe it's a, I don't know. Maybe it's bad. Um, Garth was oh, no. I, ship. Here's the thing: general manager who trades the player away, they is can make Phil, space. Here's Phil, the thing: is this, this might account? be Phil. This might be Phil's Phil's burner name. account. Phil's burner. Yes, yeah, Phil's Phil's YouTube. Account, I don't know. I'll ship. Here's the thing. He determined he could have traded away Nick Letty, who was making more money, who had value, who they traded the next year for a second. They could have traded him. Guess who he could have moved. Day. Guess who else he could have moved. He could have moved that piece of shit, Josh Bailey, coming off the greatest player fear he ever had. And what That's did I say on this show? Right immediately, this is when you trade Josh Bailey. He's never gonna, he's never gonna have greater value than now. They decided to ride it out with that piece of shit and look what it got. You want up costing you assets where you could have got something for him. I'm so far ahead of the curve, it's scary on this. Brett W says here, uh, Snow's biggest fault was his loyalty to Capuano. True. He did have loyalty to Capuano. Well, he couldn't afford to pay anybody else. What do you pay uh, Capuano in, like, bologna sandwiches? Mario says here. Wasn't Capuano be... living in his basement for the longest time? Mario says I was living in whose basement? There was somebody. It just sounds so far fetched now, but there was definitely somebody living in somebody's basement. I think Capuana was living in Snow's basement. Yikes. Yikes. Mario says, I believe that one of the reasons why Tavares didn't sign was Trotz coming in. Tavares didn't have anything nice to say about Trotz after the Wilson hit that ended Vishnowski's career. Maybe. I I, I don't know. I think he was just going to go. I don't think it had anything to do with anything. I think he was just planning on leaving or planning on testing the market. And we said, okay, we're going to, we're going to take our chances and odds that we're going to, that it's going to pan out. And all of the blame <laughs> fell on Garth when probably didn't deserve to all fall on Garth, but most of it, most of it deserved to fall on ownership. Can I just tell you something? We're not getting to all the comments. Yeah, no, we're not. Obviously. Um, I'm just there's trying gotta, to, you. honestly, there has to be, uh, I don't know. There's gotta be like another 500 comments. Uh, the Al ship says my issue is Garth acts like he's completely powerless. If my boss told me to jump off a cliff and I wouldn't jump off, the, and I wouldn't jump off cliff. But you wouldn't be working there either. No, How, it's it, only thirty. It, 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 only- this is such a straw man argument. Your boss is not. It'd be like your boss saying, realistically, it'd be like you, your boss saying, "Hey, 
we're changing up our philosophy and I want you to go ahead. We are going to offer donuts on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to individuals who want to buy, but we're not going to offer them on Tuesdays and Thursdays because of this reason and that reason. You may say, well, hold on. I think that maybe we could go ahead and sell donuts on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Well, conventions aren't in town of those days, and we can't. It's like it's something more like that. We we disagree with the philosophy of how the business should be run and the direction of the business. It's not saying, hey, jump off a cliff. It's saying, hey, I believe that the, the business should be run differently, and this is the reason that I think we should sell this piece or, or change up. Maybe we shouldn't sell funnel cakes anymore. Maybe, hey, if funnel cake, it's, it, it's, it, it's hard to liken an exact an exact comparison it's not saying hey if you if you're if somebody told you to jump off a cliff would you jump off a cliff no it's not it's not that easy that's a straw man argument um i'm not even a huge fan of lou i'm just he's lying not, he's, uh, a laminite. he's a laminite he's a laminite he's he's you're saying absolutely he's a, he's a laminite absolutely he's a laminite sorry isle ship you're in a laminite we can tell uh, we can sniff you out it's all right Brett w we, we, we love everyone here that's okay you Lou just have no changed. arguments to defend you. That's all. Lou changed it, but for a short time. Um, we're pretty much back to being looked over again. No, I don't think we're there yet. We will be, though. We will be after Lou. We, we absolutely Sorokin. will be. The difference is we have Sorokin in net. That's the difference. That's the difference. We have Sorokin. If we didn't have Sorokin, this team would be in the Eastern Conference, what, 11th, 12th? We'd be behind Washington, Buffalo, sure. Ottawa, Detroit. We'd be ahead of Buff. We'd be ahead of Philadelphia and Columbus. Maybe Detroit would be ahead of, but that's it. Everyone else would be ahead of. We'd be looking. I up. get it. You guys want to blow the team up? It'd be fun. I love prospects, but it's not based in reality. Well, we don't have yeah. any prospects. How, you can't. Yeah, how, we, we, we're not going to blow the team up because of what we've continued to do. When we continue to sign back vets to more term than what they deserve seven year deals to guys in their thirties. Yeah. We're not going to you know be stuck in shit land. You wonder what's not based in reality. Thinking the Islanders have any chance of being competitive for a Stanley cup. That is not based in reality. That's correct. I agree with that too. Um, D cut says snow job is one of the worst, <laughs> the world's biggest scumbags. I'll tell you a few stories one day and how he treated our fan base. We absolutely want to hear those stories. We love stories like that. I'm down for that. Absolutely. Um, hold on a second here. Freedom Fund Adventure. Coach Girl. Tommy Baffy cursed us with this Property Brothers BS. Snow created the cul-de-sac crew. Scouts run the draft. Snow did max did maximize free agents. He he set on season file. France Kyle would be back, but didn't. Well, they took bigger deals somewhere else. Here's the thing. That's when Charles Wong was still the owner of the team, and they said, nope, "No money to be spent. We're not we're not spending that money." If these piece, if these guys were the owners, then they all would have been back. Gar said, uh, "Gar signed stupid deals that fucked us just as bad as Lou, who chose to stay under a flat cap. Every team suffered. Okay, Lou didn't choose to stay under a flat every, cap. It's a league mandate that you stay underneath the flat cap. Every team had to put up with the same exact flat cap. Number one, and number two, being with okay, better players who deserve more money. Every single contract right now that we have." It's Everyone. all Lou Lamarillo signed. Every single contract. Every single contract. There's not a single contract that Lou Lamarillo has not put pen to paper on. Every fucking contract we have right now going forward is all Lou Lamarillo. The only one that wasn't at that time period was Josh Bailey. That's Every it. single contract now is all Lou Lamarillo contract. 
Every fucking one. There'll be some new excuse as to why Lou Lamarillo can't do his job and be a proficient general. There'll be some new fucking line of excuses because that's what the that's what the Lamanites do. I am the Laman. I am a Lamanite. Before this last year, there was just one contract that wasn't a Lou contract, and that was Josh Bailey. We say on every this contract show, was Lou Lamarillo. Every fucking contract. Too much money. Too much term. If you can't look at the deals he signed this offseason and realize, man, that was really stupid, you're wow. a lamanite. We're signing him to a seven-year deal. Is that you think that's worth it? For a bottom for a bottom pairing defenseman, seven years. Right. Um Sorokin would have come. Oh, uh, I don't know about this state of survival. Sorokin would have come over anyway. He got his max earnings in the KHL. After that, the KHL players come to the NHL for the last of their last year of their entry level contract is the way to maximize earn. Not everybody does that. Some people do. He did. But now here he he did. And so did you so did Shesterkin. But I will say this. I don't if Gar Snow was still the general manager, I'm not sure Sorokin comes over here. Gar Snow had to go. He had to. We're not like saying Gar Snow needed I'm not going to say it again, but we're not saying Gar Snow needed to be here and needed to stay. I'm just saying that he got a lot of blame for the John Tavares debacle, almost all the blame. I'm saying all ownership blame. gets some of the blame now too. He That's got all. all the blame from me. He got all, all the blame. I think I think I think he ownership deserves some of the blame too. That's it. That's what that's why that's why we're going through that process. Ownership deserves some blame. I'm saying 100% of the blame goes to ownership now. 100% Bailey, Bailey should have never been given a long-term contract. Sure, I agree. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to see that Ladd was a middle six power forward. Sure. Ladd was a reactionary signing to losing Ocposo and Nielsen. That's why they signed Ladd. Ladd, at that time, had won two Stanley Cups, was a cap team captain and a proven winner, and a locker room guy. He was injured. He never panned out. It was yep. a bad deal. We said at the time it happened. Two or three torn ACLs don't help. <laughs> Whatever it was. So it's like he never would have paid. Then that freaking moron Lamarillo takes him off of damn long term injury for some unknown reason, as opposed to just leaving on there until his contract ran out. That's why he had to piss away draft picks and get rid of them. Um, Freedom Fund Investor says trade them because that jerk always was saying that players earn their right to get free to free agency and choose. Um, you can easily find his quotes from years before with the Tavares fiasco. He said it with John Tavares. Now, uh, yeah, when players do get the free agency, they do earn the right to choose. That's correct. But do you let the player get the free agency? If they're not willing to sign back, you trade them. And that's at least what Gar Snow is saying and is not being disputed at the moment by the Islanders organization. That's your responsibility to the organization is to make sure if someone's not going to be here, you maximize your assets so the team can continue to get better going forward. And But if ownership says, nope, not happening, then it's – I wash my hands of it. It's just that plain simple. Well, maybe when they come out and ownership, maybe they'll address it at the start of the year, or a general manager will address it at the start of the year. Maybe that that would change my tenure. But that would change on my an article on an article that came out in the middle of August. Do you, I think they should. They will ask questions. I think they should ask. No questions. one will ask questions. Oh, no that's right. Because you need your press pass stripped from you. Absolutely, you'll never see a question. They won't say anything. And then you know what? When they don't say anything, I totally believe Gar Snow. Yep. Just, hey, we're just going to admit even responding back to that. Why would you do that? You think it's like, oh, we don't have anything better to do? It doesn't make them look good. This team's PR is so hyper-focused on making the team ownership, management, head coach look so unbelievably in a positive light that they're not allowed to face any sort of criticism or hard question. 
And now all of a sudden when they shit, I mean, this is really just a, hey, uh, actually your ownership screwed the pooch. They don't have anything to say on that. This team is run like an old school Russian team. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, David says here, on top of Snow not having the budget to pay players, nobody wanted to come here to begin with. True. Uh, and uh, Mario says here, Sorokin was coming regardless who the general manager was. His contract um, with the KHL was ending, and he um, he had or and, and had he resigned with CSKA Moscow, um, he would have had to sign a long term deal, meaning he was not going to come until he was okay. over thirty years old. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fair. I, I just think I never thought of that. Maybe it's true. And then guess what? Then lose a total failure. I I don't know. Then that comes. That's one big one. I think. Here's the thing. I'm giving, I'm giving Lou credit for that. You're not going to be able to convince me otherwise. I think he, yeah, he deserves. All right, I'm going to go with them though. I agree with that. Lou had nothing to do with that. Yeah, look at you. Um, I know he played Lou by saying, "Hey, this first year is going to count against my entry level deal, so you got to sign me to an extension immediately." That absolutely happened. Now that I remember. Um, here we go. We got a comment from uh, Frank saying here, the Islanders have always been my top team. That includes out of the Yanks and the Jets. I love the Islanders, but Lou gets free reign from ownership and has made horrible signings and moves that you can't develop players. You can't develop. Yep, sure. Um, <coughs> uh, Isle Ship says here, um, Garth is put into a shit situation. He committed career suicide by being a yes man at the very end. And it is what it is. He still sucked. I, even if he changed what he did at the end, he still was never getting another job. Garth was never getting another job in the league. Just like Jack Capuano was never getting another head coaching job. Just like Mike Milbury never got another job in the league besides as a commentator. Simple. Just weren't. Yeah. Anyway. Um, just like Ted Nolan. How many jobs did Ted Nolan get after he failed or after they gave him the boot with the Islanders? He was blackballed from the league. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Who was is, who is after Ted Nolan? I can't remember. Look at all the failed head coaches and general managers here. They never get other jobs for a reason. Look at Doug Waite. One yeah. fucking year. How many job offers and how many people have been banging down Doug Waite's door? None. Zero. Nada. You're not freaking good and you play and you and you coach or your general manager for this organization. You're not gonna oi. You're not gonna stay employed. It's that simple. Um you're grumpy. Uh, next, uh, anyone that defends John Tavares, as far as I'm concerned, is an enemy of the fan base. Let it go. He's a he's a free agent. Gets yeah. to go where he wants. Collectively bargained. You're grumpy. Tommy B. Tommy Bobby says, "Are you two going to comment on the Eklund Nylander rumor to the Islanders?" Yeah, it's not happening. Um. Okay, let's see. I'm going to do a blow by on some of these if we've already touched on them. Um. Uh, Frank says, I hated Tavares. I think he made a deal with Toronto to play the Isle to play the Islanders. So they didn't have to give up assets. I'm in construction. I can smell corruption. Okay. That's good. Maybe Kyle, pa Kyle Palmieri performed like a second line winger last year. He had 33 fucking points. That's not a second line winger. That's a second he had line. 33 points. That's not a second line winger. That's a bottom. That's a, that's a line three guy. Stop. Maybe on the Islanders, that's a second-line winger, but on any other NHL team, that's a third-liner. Eklund. Oh, he's talking about Eklund Nylander. Oh, it's not William Nylander. That's why it is. That's oh, I, No, I thought he was talking about a guy named Eklund who likes to put out trade rumors. Oh, oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, he's slightly better than John Sim. Um, but how is that an issue? That's how it works here. Polymetal. 
uh, says here. What do you what, what do you really see the Islanders six or seven years from now? I see Lee retired, Nelson retired, Palmieri retired, fourth line gone. JG towards the end. JG will be gone by then too. We'll yes. have Bo Barzell and a bunch of Jags. No more trading first round pick. Six to seven years from now, my God, you're oh, still right. gonna see you're still gonna see Pierre Engvall on this team. You're still gonna see Scott, Scott Mayfield. Mayfield on this team. Ilya Sorokin, Matt Barzell, Bo Horvat. I bet they re-sign Brock Nelson back. If Lamarillo's here, to me, Nelson should absolutely be moved in the last year of his deal. I'd even consider moving him now to get the max. He's never going to be as good as he is right now. You can really get stuff for him. And the Islanders aren't good enough. Lee will be retired. I don't see them re-signing him once he hits 37 years old. Palmieri will be gone. Most of the guys will be gone. They're all in their freaking 30s anyway, so they'll all be gone. Can we, in the next couple of years, resist the urge to trade away more first-round draft picks? That's the biggest thing. We have nothing in the minors, and I mean nothing. We were ranked as the 30th worst, worst organization in the NHL. By the athletic. 30th. So, yeah. Which uh, is actually downgraded. It was downgraded from 28 last year, 28 to 30. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, it's not like they're on the books of saying, hey, we've got to try to propagate hate towards the Islanders. That's the way things look right now. We have one of the worst farm systems in the league. Where do I see us in six, seven years from now? Hard to watch. Even harder to watch than we are now at times. I'm saying bottom the, five team in the NHL. And that and, may be like, you know, bottom five. And the reason is because we have, we have I think, eight or nine players who are still going to be under contract seven years from now. Think about that six or seven years from now. That's why, because you keep on signing guys to long-term deals means that you're stuck with them. You're absolutely stuck with them. If the Islanders would have sucked, we would have rebuilt. Uh, we should have sucked, and we could have started a rebuild. Yeah, most people in here think the team is just a bunch of jacks. Yeah, they are a bunch of jacks. They um, are a bunch of jacks. I consider Bo Horvat a second line center, not a top line center. Yeah, so do I. Exactly I'm trying to give I'm trying to give Lou the benefit of the doubt. He's been a, he was a second line center on Vancouver, who was not a playoff caliber team, but for us, he's a first liner. Here's the thing: if Matt Barzell was still in the center position and they didn't want to put Horvat with him, Bo Horvat would be a second line center. Period. Yep. End of sentence. End of story. Yeah. Um, Lou made us respectful again, no doubt. I give him props for that. But now he's an 80, 81 year old man. Um, no way he can be a good general manager. Yeah, it's exactly. I agree. Yep. Um, I agree, but um, there does need to have, they do need to have a transition, but everybody acts like it's super easy to find the right replacement. We, we've we talked about this, and maybe you're you're newer to the show there, um, uh, Isle Ship, but we should bring on a young assistant general manager, and that should be their job is to learn under Lou Lamarillo to where it's your transition top. is easy. It's like, oh, we already have play. We've already got this individual who's going to be replacing Lou Lamarillo, and it's going to be an easy and seamless transition. That's what it should be. Um, TJ, what's the story with the Fantasy Football League? Send us emails. Islanders, fans, united at gmail.com if you want to be in the uh fantasy league or message us on i don't know just just message us let me know because if i don't know you're interested i won't invite you um capuano has been with like two or three different teams as a yeah as an assistant coach he's an assistant coach he's been with two teams i think yeah. he's been with florida and ottawa but he was out of work for a while too so just remember that hold on oh yeah he's he's never gonna be hired as a head coach again if you're saying hey i can be an assistant 
again, you're never going to be hired again as another head coach. Mm-mm, never. I think he's with Ottawa right now. They look like they're up and coming. Yeah, he was when he was when he was an assistant coach for Florida. Did they make the postseason? Yes. I don't think so. Or did yeah, they? He, no, I I think he was behind the bench when they uh, they, they played us. I I I'm trying to think. No, not when they played us. Um, no, he didn't. He didn't get a job right away. What didn't get a job right away? Coach for the U.S. the the minors or the under the under 18 U.S. Men's National or something like that. What does I do that tell that. you? What does it tell you? Going from head coaching an NHL team to where now I'm coaching kids. Where you coached for what? How many years did he coach the Islanders? Eight years. Yeah, eight years is an NHL head coaching experience. Hey, you're, you're getting another head coaching job. Coach Tony B says you're across no can't get a job um, with an ECHL team at that point. Yeah, I was about to say he's he's got no chance, no chance of getting rehired. That's what I was about to say. Um, yes, the chart. Oh yeah. No, chart. Okay, no, no. Go. I'll ship nine oh three. Empire, they have no cap space to do so, and it's more important to fill out the roster. They have no cap to do so because the old man keeps on screwing up every single year. Every contract, every single one has been signed by the old man. The Islanders roster obviously needs to be torn down yesterday. Absolutely. There it is. Um, Removing uh, Josh Bailey from the team gave them a huge bump. Oh, this uh, Isle ship is absolutely a laminite. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I don't care. He's a laminite. That's fine. There's a lot of laminites out there. Blinded. Blinded by the infatuation for the team. Blinded by Lou, the laminites. Bailey was a good NHL. You know, uh, you don't give one-dimensional playmakers long-term deals with big money. Kind of like you don't give third-line right-wingers that first name start with Pierre seven-year extensions. And bottom line, you know, bottom bottom six defensemen um who have no skating ability who throw big hits in postseason six or seven year extensions yeah kind of stuff like that i agree it's almost like one of our guys are doing the same silly thing that another jail manager has done and we'll give him criticism but worse but worse but we won't give him criticism for that until down the road um they have a they had a few slight overpayment oh no and he says no All bad right. contracts oh <laughs> Oh, that's cute. That's cute. <laughs> I tell you, Grump, Grump prefers the AOL online rankings. I I use my eyes. I use oh, my eyes. God. Um, hold on a second here. I'll post this up here. Uh, state of survival, Grumpy. Could the Eng- Mayfield Engvall contract turn out to be another Nelson type contract? I think Engvall's got a good chance of being a steal. Really? He's Maybe been a career. Nice. He's a career third liner. He came here. What did he do? He skates up and down the wing. He can't finish. He won't go into corners. He sucks. He's a he's a third line guy. You don't give just roster fillers seven year contract extensions. I don't think three million was too much, but you know what? Three years, three million. That's fine. Why would you want to be paying a player like that until he's the age of thirty four? He, I mean. He's he just not good enough. Sorry. Just not good enough. He's a jag. He only averaged half a point a game for as great as ever. Oh, he's great. He's this type of the other thing. He averaged half a point a game on your second line. 40 points in the season isn't cutting it for a second line. Just not. Al Ships says $3 million for Engvall, who is a fantastic at both ends and skates like a giraffe version of Grabner, will be 2% of the cap hit in a year or two is a fine deal. 
Um, yeah, uh, you know, now hold on, two percent of the cap. He's making what? That's right out of the dollars? Phil. That's right out of the Phil handbook. Hold on, is he making three million dollars a year? Right. Yeah, that's so it's more it's more than two percent of the cap. Like two percent of the cap means the cap's gotta be 150 million. So he's gonna be making more like yeah, what is it? Is he making between like three and change? But like you know, that that's just the semantics of it. But here's the thing. What does he realistically do well? I think he's got upside. He's got potential upside, but it's a seven year contract, guys. That's the yeah. problem. It's a seven year deal. Okay, let's say right. he fucking sucks ass and plays exactly like he did in Toronto, and he's a freaking bottom six guy. You could be in a spot where now, hey, we're in a spot where we're paying a bottom line guy three million dollars a year for the next seven years. What general manager recently did that two years ago or last year with a center whose first name started with C and ends with Sezikis? that you know is playing for us on the fourth line who we gave a six-year deal to what general manager just did that for a bottom my guy who did i want at that time tj do you remember eric holla two years eric ago Halla. he signed a two-year deal for less money than casey zekas and has been twice the player twice the player that he is yeah and he was a free agent again this year that's what you do with those guys you sign up to short-term deals you keep them hungry you don't want all your players being fat dumb and happy you don't want that. You want them fighting out there. There's no competition for spots. This is the same lineup the Islands are going to have for the next three years. Yeah. Yeah. If Engvall comes to 25 plus goals, this club finishes last. God. If Engvall right. has 25 fucking goals, I'm going to fucking, I'll eat my damn shoe. Holy he's shit. There's upside potential for pairing Vol, but my God, come on, man. Damn. So you think he's Anders Lee? Okay. I think Anders Lee's goal production is going to be under 25 goals this year. I think he's a guy who caps out around 20 goals, and he's going to be like a 15-goal-a-year guy. And we're going to say, Anders Lee contract's not bad. We're making He's making 15 goals a game, 15 goals a season, Grumpy. I, you know, it's Here's the thing. The team is not structured right. The article, I think, puts some blame on ownership, which yeah. is fine. I think they deserve some blame. And on top of that, that freaking post, that freaking chart that Phil put out there is just completely freaking it's idiotic. Lunacy. It's lunacy. It's idiotic. It's made up. Phil, he created himself. He fudged the numbers and he created himself. That's what he did. That's a Phil special right there. He'll leave, he'll leave certain things out to make himself look good. How many times, TJ, when we talked to Phil, we thought, we think we love Phil. Phil's great. We great give guy. him shit, but we like Phil a lot. We just give him shit. We do like and Phil. We talk to him offline all the time. And how many times do I catch him lying? And what does he try to do immediately? When I catch him in a lie, he just pivots to something else. I'm like, when we, uh, when we ask a specific question, he starts trying to bring it somewhere else, and he's trying yeah. to he's trying to he's trying to lead astray. He's trying to obfuscate. This is exactly what he's trying to do. And it's just like, come on, come on, stop trying to obfuscate. Bring it back on point. Come on, Phil. Goon says here, TJ. What are the earliest memories you have watching the Islanders and Grumpy? How about you? Um, earliest memories I have watching the Islanders. I guess it was during the early two, early two thousands, early two thousands. I don't really remember. Like you know, the, the memory I like when I watched more Islander games was like when John Tavares was young. Sure, sure, I watched a lot when he was. When was Tavares drafted by the Islanders? I think two thousand three, right? That long ago? Is it two thousand three? Damn, hold on, I'm about to pull that up. No, it can't be two thousand three. No, that's got to be like two thousand. Not 10, 11, 2009, 2009. Okay. 
close. I would have gotten it eventually. I've been 16 like then, so I was probably watching more Islanders at that point. I'll be back in a sec, Grumpy. I'll okay. let you. We're gonna wrap up comments, man, because I'll let you just read a few that you want to read, Grumpy, and I'll be back in a bit. Okay. Um. Let's see. Oh, and my greatest, uh, my uh, earliest memories. I remember watching them in the 1971 season playing Boston, a game I think we beat them nine to seven. I remember watching that game. It was a big deal because Boston was coming off of, I, I believe, winning a Stanley Cup. And I think we beat them nine to seven on WOR Network Channel 9 in New York. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Isle Ship, our resident Lamanite, says, I have Engvall at 20 goals and 30 assists next year. Well, those are career highs for both. He thinks it's doable. Okay. Um, we've we've heard that in the past, and they never seem to work out. Mario responds with, Engvall couldn't score more than 15 goals playing against bottom pair defensemen while in Toronto, and people expect him to score 20 goals here. Yeah. Um, and they said, well, he's not playing with the many minutes and certainly not with a Nelson or Palmieri. No, I'm saying he played with players who are very, very similar in Toronto to Nelson and Palmieri. Maybe not Nelson, but certainly Palmieri. He wasn't good enough to play, get any more minutes in Toronto. That's the reason why he didn't get those minutes. He wasn't good enough. Michael B says the hate for Tavares packed the Coliseum and juiced that first bounce back season. Property brothers creating Bravo series type drama. Um, okay. Uh, oh yes. This, I think Isle ship is actually Phil. I think this is Phil trolling us because he's speaking every single Phil talking point, every single one. Just remember Isle ship. If you're not Phil, he's wrong every time. You want to know what's being right about? Continue to watch this show. We're right every time. Not sometimes, every time. Drew says, I'm telling you, Grumpy, the casual fans of the Islanders are even stupider than Dallas Cowboys fans. I don't think they're stupider. I think Islander fans want the team to be successful so bad that they just don't look at things realistically. And they just they just believe whatever uh, Lou Ron Hubbard says. And they're Lamanites. They just blindly follow. That's fine. Like I said, eventually they all wake up and they come here and they realize what's actually happening. So it's very, very important. But we we want to hear what they have to say. Absolutely. Um, uh, and okay, let's see what else. Frank says, Lee played well with Palmieri and Nelson, but so did Engvall. So what do we do? They're going to move Lee to the first line where he'll be an anchor on the first line. That's what's going to happen. Grumpy man. If there's one more comment you want to read, let's get to it. But let's wrap things up. We're three hours into the show. We're cool. We're done. We're done. That's fine. Ah, ladies and gents. It's uh, for me, it was kind of a surprise when I read that article. It was. And I think, you know, I'm interested to hear what others have to think on. It seems pretty divided. Some people think that Garth is a lying piece of shit. Some people believe Garth has some truth in what he says. You know, time will tell. The more and more silence there is, the more and more in a situation where I think it it looks like ownership probably 
maybe said, hey, we're okay taking the risk and the consequence, and we understand that. But, hey, we'll find out more as time goes on. Grumpy, what do you want to say before you, we wrap things up here today? I want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in and listening to the show. We'll be live with you guys. Guys, this uh, – I don't know if we'll be live this Saturday. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I'm not sure. Um, I've got family in town, so we shall see. We shall see. We might be live. We might not. Email us at Islanders, fans, united at gmail.com if you're interested in joining the Fantasy Football League. We're drafting Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning and listening to the show. Thank you so much, Grumpy, as always, for being a part of the show. My pleasure.